Hello, and welcome to Getting Some Color, Episode 1, All Out Review. I'm Joe Doves. I'm Zach. Yeah, this is our wrestling podcast that we've been talking about forever to do, and we are doing it mm-hmm. here, brother. Um, That's right, brother. We're going to say brother a lot. There's going to be a lot of Vince McMahon. Yeah. Brother, brother. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, dig it. Probably going to have a little, uh, when I edit all these shows and stuff, I'll probably put some sound bits here and there. But uh, <laughs> okay. we are live on Mixer and Twitch. So if you have anything to say about All Out or even WWE, uh we also do some indie stuff too like i guess new japan you know if we see it and maybe a little bit of uh uh, ring of honor but we're gonna focus more on wwe and aew since we're kind of getting um a war i guess happening even though they won't admit a war is happening wednesday night wars Mm -hmm. between nxt and aew did you know by the way that NXT is uh, starting in a couple of weeks before uh, uh, AEW. Yeah, they're gonna have a two or two week lead or something on them for TV. You know, Vince did that on purpose because he wants to get ahead of the game on Wednesday night. He would be like, "Oh, we got wrestling first on Wednesday nights." Not you. <clears throat> I heard. Well, before this. There had been actually some talk for a while of potentially like putting NXT on TV and making it longer, going back to like last year. Mm-hmm. And I think there were even rumblings of that year before last, but it, it was just talk. And I think it, like last year is when it started to get kind of serious. They were trying to, I think, you know, shop it around to various networks to see if they could like sell it, you know? Yeah. And then I think. AEW pushed them over the edge and they were just like, alright, we're gonna do this since we have competition now. So... Yeah. Uh, what do you think about the two-hour slot? I'm kind of nervous about it and I'm kind of nervous that Vince might have a hand in NXT. Um, I've... Yeah, at first it seemed like rumors. Here's the thing about rumors and reports on wrestling news. This is my opinion of that. Which is take every single thing you read with a grain of salt. Don't, but, don't ever just believe that. I mean, if you ever listen to uh, Cornette or uh, Bruce Pritchard and all them stuff, they fucking hate Dave Meltzer. <laughs> so whatever time, whenever Dave Meltzer, I mean, sometimes Dave Meltzer gets it right, but he also gets it <laughs> a lot wrong. I think Dave Meltzer's had a stroke. I think his brain's fried because it's like okay, like a bunch of people were getting on him recently about like some of the shit. Like I read so many reports from him and it, everything I swear to God is like this. It's like, uh, give me an example of like some, some new story we don't know about. Like, uh, let's, let's see, like rumors, like, uh, is, is, is stone cold going to fight Seth Rollins? And then like, here's the example. He'd be like, well, I don't know, but, the way from what I heard backstage is, you know, it could be like things change, you know, I don't know. <laughs> what? That's what Dave Meltzer says shit like that all the time. He just says like a bunch of bullshit that means nothing. And he says, things change, brother. I don't know. Him and, <laughs> like, him and his radio show, like. I understand the stroke that he had. Like, in the beginning, 
uh, when I say beginning, I mean like two years where he was complaining about the WWE and all that stuff. Yeah. He, he double talks a lot. Where he kind of goes, I have this rumor, it may or may not happen, kind of dealing. And when he when it ha- when he gets it right, they're like, "Ha, oh, I got it right." But it's like people are just like, "Well, you said it could not happen at the same time because you, you take everything with a grain of salt." You said I don't know. It's like <laughs> it's like you're trying to be an ace reporter, and you're like, "But I don't know," you know, just so my reputation is not on the line for this. Mm-hmm. And then it turns out you're right. I was right. It's like that asshole in like some '80s movie or something. Like I, I don't know. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, but <laughs> I love uh, the podcast where uh, Conrad and Bruce Pritchard are doing, and every time Conrad uh, brings uh, brings up Dave Meltzer, Bruce Pritchard fucking goes nuts. He's like, "Fuck that guy!" And they're like, "Whoa, whoa. Oh, he, he, he fucking hates Meltzer," but like. Cornette's actually pretty good friends with him. He's had him on his show a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, part of me thinks Bruce Pritchard leaked leaked to Dave Meltzer in the past, and I think something probably happened, and he got pissed. Well, well Eric Bischoff, <laughs> Bischoff hates him, too. Uh... Yeah, Bischoff hates him. He, he's got a lot of enemies from the wrestling business in the 90s and shit. I, I, I understand it to an extent. Yeah, his podcast, which I think is, what, 83 Weeks or something like that? Yeah. Uh, with Conrad. I love it mm-hmm. because Conrad usually just says, come on now, you fucking asshole. Like, this is this is, this is why you did it. And then Eric Bischoff, because he's more, he always wants to look good, but he also looks like an ass at the same time, where you're just like, you know he's bullshitting, but he's going to say something that's going to, like, put himself over. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I haven't listened to that one yet I haven't, I haven't listened to that one oh, he, every, oh. every time again Conrad brings up Dave Meltzer he's like, fuck, he, he doesn't say fuck that guy but he goes yeah he's reliable like he does like those shots at him and, <clears throat> and uh, everybody just fucking hates him <laughs> Mel- Meltzer's reputation's kind of fallen off I think and plus I I don't know. It seems like his sensibilities for like what good wrestling is is definitely out the window now. You ever pay any attention to how he rates matches and shit? <laughs> like what? Yeah. Like he like he said that young the 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 match at <clears throat> the ladder match at All Out is the best ladder match there's ever been. Come on now, Razor He's... Ramon versus fucking HBK. That's the actual wrestling match. Ed, Ed, you know, Edge, Christian, Matt Hardy, Dudley's. You know, or Edge and Matt Hardy. Ed, Chris, Edge and Christian, Matt Hardy, mm-hmm. you know, there's a bunch of good ladder matches. And, like, that one, he's like, it's the best ladder match ever. I'm like, is no. That, <laughs> is that because the Young Bucks uh, used his, like, uh, I forgot his his name as the finisher or something like that? Not the Meltzer driver. Yeah. Which which should be a goddamn finishing move, and it's not. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a, some guy sets you up for a tombstone power driver, and then the other buck, the fucking springboard 450s, which is a flip. You do like a whole rotation flip, and he uses his momentum to help drive the other guy down, and they just slam that guy's head in the mat. Shouldn't that just kill you? Yes, Which, <laughs> but it it's not a finisher. And I will say, if there is not, and I this is going to sound shitty to fucking say, but if there's not a major injury where like an edge type of injury or something fatal happened in AEW, um. Mm. If nothing happens, I'm going to be shocked because there's a lot of fucking uh, Canadian destroyers on the apron, fucking pile drivers, and 
uh, Canadian destroyer from a ladder to a fucking table. I'm just like some of the dumb, some of the dumbass shit they do in those fucking garbage matches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God, yeah, which we'll get to. Yeah, but before we talk about all out and stuff, um, I think we'll give like a couple of mentions about what's going on in WWE. Uh, some of the storylines that are happening that I things that we like and things that we're just like huh why and all that stuff but mm-hmm. first one I want to talk about is Bailey and uh, the the coming weeks or last week or the week before that uh, Bailey did somewhat of a heel turn kind of deal which when Sasha came back and Sasha did that fucking uh, questionable promo um mm-hmm. it, by the way when you bring it back sasha and you're bringing back the boss the, the heel that we all been wanting and stuff why do they always ruin it is it because of the script because in nxt it's kind of more of you could do what you want and then when you come to the big show it's like oh not not the rest of the big show you know <laughs> the main show uh you know, you have to follow this script and what Vince McMahon wants and all that stuff. Um, I think that's part of it, yeah, because I, I don't know. See, the thing is, ever since she got called up a few years ago, she's done some pretty good promos on the main roster, mm-hmm. had some pretty good mic time, but it wasn't it wasn't really like how she was in NXT. Um, but she she did fine, I thought, transitioning there. Mm-hmm. But it's like, yeah, for whatever reason, this this first couple promos she's done coming back they've not really hit the mark and i feel like it's kind of it's killed her heat a little bit um in ring she still seems fine i guess uh i could i don't really think she was in that tag match that much no um on raw she's a little botchy at times but lately everybody's been a little botchy but that comes with the profession i guess everybody fucks up a little bit um, Very few people are fucking perfect all the time. Yeah, I, I don't dislike because I kind of want to see where it goes, especially with Bailey kind of being a tweener and not full heel yet. So hopefully she becomes full heel. <clears throat> but I, yeah, I'm tired of seeing Sasha and Bailey together. Um, I kind of wish that Bailey was still kind of face, and I guess that's. She kind of is still kind of face, but not really. Um, <laughs> Sasha, on the other hand, I think is really good as a fucking mega heel for uh, whatever brand that she goes on. If she plays that boss character well. Yeah. I, I don't know. <clears throat> the, the whole, like, Fruity Loops colors and stuff. I mean, Fruit Loops, not Fruity Loops. <laughs> Fruity Loops. <laughs> Uh, it's like, the great value version. Yeah, like all the, all the colors and shit. I'm just like, stop it. That's Bailey, Sasha. Just go all black and maybe have your hair uh, colored and stuff. Like she still has that. I'm Sasha. I'm still kind of face kind of attire, and I I want that to change. What, what what's your opinion? Eh. <clears throat> uh, this this whole Bailey story is I it could be interesting. Personally, I thought ever since ever since they've called her up, they've not really done right by her. <clears throat> like they kind of bungled up her call up and her title win, and I think ever since then it's kind of made her damaged goods a little bit as a babyface. Mm-hmm. 
Like she's never been as over ever since that weird title win that was like not good. It was like one of those really shitty ones. Like uh like who's a good example of that? Like just a real temporary title holder, paper champion type. It doesn't look good. like re- like like no like yeah, maybe a better example would be like Rey Mysterio. <laughs> yeah, that's like that. on Rey Mysterio or CM Punk's first uh world heavyweight title win, like those. It's like where it's like they, they never they can't get a win. They 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 can't win a match like in a really decisive fashion. And it's it's just like they're constantly struggling. It's like they're struggling to keep their head above water after winning this title. <laughs> yeah. Bailey's not good on the mic. She's not good. No, at- that's always kind of that's always kind of been her weak spot with me. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I can't really see her being a heel at all. Because they, they built her up as this, like, I'm a hugger kind of per- gimmick thing. And w- w- what is it going to be? I'm not going to give you a hug? <laughs> I think, well, this is what this is what I was going to get into, which is, like, I'm okay with, right now, I don't think it's playing out that good. It's just kind of meh. Because Bailey's just meh right now. Mm-hmm. In terms of, like, you know, interest level. Uh, like, in the ring, she's still fine. She's still, like, one of the better, like, women wrestlers they have. But uh, it's all like, you know, her overness and her character and everything, which is it's damaged. I think the what they need to do if they're going to continue with this is actually do a real heel turn and just change her character completely. It needs to change because I don't think she can ever get over like how she wasn't NXT anymore. I think it's just we're past that point. You want to know how I would change her gimmick? <laughs> Sure. What's your what's your armchair booker for this one? Oh my god! I just it, it, I know they're here we go. I, I I know they're not gonna do this because it's PG, but it, it she takes off that fucking dumb ponytail that she has, and sure she changes her attire and like <sighs> she's a badass. She beats up people, kind of like an Alexa Bliss in a way. Um, but she sleeps around with all the guys. <laughs> she becomes, oh, whoa! She, no. she becomes a slut that is like a bully in a way because that's the polar opposite I could see of a Bailey. Because you would hey, have... you might be you might be onto something there with that actually. I think yeah, because she's maybe a... maybe not the slut part. <laughs> but like... Yeah, because it. The only reason I put the slut. Don't even, like, show them going into, the, like, uh, I don't know, a bedroom, even though they do do that with fucking Maverick and <laughs> Truth with the 24-7 title and all that stuff. <laughs> um, but, like, just see her being with different guys. It'd be like, I'm gonna go hang out with, uh, who's a heel? Baron Corbin. There you go, fucking Baron. <laughs> <laughs> he was the first guy I thought of for some reason in that situation. Yeah, she just she just you know Baron Corbin's riding a fucking motorcycle and like Bailey goes on the back of it, <laughs> just rides away and stuff. Yeah, just totally drop the whole hugger thing, and she's like, you know, fuck you, essentially, mm-hmm. and uh, just be a heel and quit using that damn belly belly thing. She needs to come up with a better finisher. Mm-hmm. Just let her do the elbow drop. That's fine. That's that's a better finisher than that belly belly. Yeah, you could do a, a be- Bailey to belly bullshit uh, as like a setup, and then do the fucking elbow drop. 
that was the only other thing about her that was ever that kind of bugged me was I never really liked her finisher that much. I always thought it was kind of meh. And I hate the whole, uh, you know, throw the person into the turnbuckle and then do like the, the the wavy friend thing and whoa, yeah, whoa. yeah, yeah, that, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> somebody somebody had a good idea about that one time here here when she comes out and then like the the tube men inflate and then they just deflate. It's like. Pfft. <laughs> and then she just flips everybody off or something. Fuck you all! Like <laughs> I always get annoyed when uh, Byron Saxon goes Bailey buddies, and I'm just like, "Fuck you, <laughs> dude!" They write him as a total fucking virgin cuck mm-hmm. bitch. I'm sorry, I have I have to use that word, <laughs> but like that I, I I wonder if that guy like. I wonder if he secretly fucking hates that shit. Like, he has to. He has to be, like, so fucking infuriated by that. <laughs> I was watching, uh, before we did the other show, I was watching uh, SmackDown a little bit, and Heavy Machinery was making protein shakes before the fucking... Uh, uh, I saw that, yeah. Uh, before the match, and, like, uh, the main guy, I forgot his name. Oh, yeah, Tucky! <laughs> Get the protein in there! Yeah, baby! <laughs> I thought they were going to do, like, a fart scene or, like, a throw-up scene and stuff because they did the proteins before the match. And uh, Graves was actually like, that's gross, you know, don't have a protein uh, uh, drink before the match. And I was like, oh, no, they're going to throw up or something. But they didn't do that. No, it's not SmackDown 2002. They wouldn't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Or every fucking Thanksgiving where Titus just throws up turkey on people. Yeah, he throws up or fucking food fight or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but where where I was going with this with Byron is uh, Tom Phillips was like, hey, uh, I know you work out a lot. You like protein shake. I'm like, god damn, this commentating team sucks. I mean, Tom Phillips is good, and I think Graves would be good. At, just bring back the two-man com- commentating team, which I know they'll never yeah, but- do. Yeah, they're obsessed with that three-man commentator Hydra for some reason. Even At least it's not four. Remember when they were doing, like, four? Mm-hmm. My God. I hated that shit. Even AEW like, I'm glad they three-man I'm, team. I don't see. I don't think they should. Like, they should just do two. But maybe they need three because Excalibur is not very good. <laughs> so Pile driver! <laughs> Ace crusher! And then JR's, like, diamond cutter. <laughs> <laughs> like so it's like there's confusion wait what which is it like <laughs> it's funny because there's and i know we ju- we're jumping right now but he, he does like indie talk and then you have jr who does like professional wrestling talk yeah people that shit will understand mm-hmm. <laughs> basically like a sorry block, a blockbuster oh you mean a fall away slam <laughs> yeah i was like where the fuck has anybody ever called that a blockbuster that was the first time i heard that mm-hmm a blockbuster is the move where you jump off a turnbuckle and grab your neck and you fucking do a neck breaker. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> That's a blockbuster. Yeah, but... Whatever, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know we're going off on a tangent, but... The closeout thing with the Bailey thing, I want to see where it goes. I think it's interesting. Uh, maybe it'll be good for Bailey, or maybe it'll just be shit. Who knows? Do you got any other stories that you're looking at? Uh, Roman Reigns one, not really. The, I'm tired of the whole who fucking ran me over thing. I, I think they poorly... I mean, he knows who ran him over now. <laughs> so there's no confusion anymore. 
Yeah, it's poor, it's it's just poor execution. We're just like the, the week before they found out that it was Rowan, they got a lookalike that was Rowan and be like, "Hey, we found him." It's yeah, like, and then it's like, "No, it's actually me. It was me, Austin. It was me all along." And, I was, and then all of a sudden, Rowan wants to be on his own, and he like choke slams Daniel Bryan through the table. So. I don't know if Daniel Bryan's going to be a heel or he's going to turn face or something or he's just going to go away <laughs> for a while again. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do with him. Uh, one thing I'm interested about is Randy Orton versus Kofi Kingston because there is history behind that. Uh, and they've been using it. Yeah, the whole uh, you're stupid <laughs> uh, storyline. <laughs> stupid, stupid. And if you don't know what the, that is... Like, when was that now? Was that, like, 10 years ago now? Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Like, Randy Orton and Kofi Kingston worked a feud for a short while. It was kind of like Kofi uh, getting showcased a little bit more to be, like, upper mid-card kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And they were having a match on Raw or something, and uh, Kofi kind of, I think he messed up. He didn't, he wasn't in the right place for something, and it made randy pissed he just did he fucked him up and pushed him and did an rko or then he after he got up he audibly yelled loudly stupid stupid like at him and then pinned him and then it was like what like he, he looked fucking pissed off just out of nowhere and that's like not normal for him because usually randy orton's facial expressions are really depending on how you look at it emotionless or mm. bland i <laughs> <laughs> I think back then he cared about what was happening to his character to the point of be like, I need to look good. You're just fucking, you know, a mid carter. I'm a fucking uh, main card person or high ex. I almost said Excalibur. High caliber. I thought, I uh, thought you were gonna say high executioner. <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck? But anyway, I feel like he. That's why he had a lot of emotion during that. Um, now it's kind of like, hey, I'm old, I just want to get people over, and I want to do my RKO out of nowhere to get me over sometimes, and... It, Randy, Randy's chilled out now, he's, he's, he's matured, finally. <laughs> yeah, so, I'm interested in that match, I, I think they're finally gonna break up the new day, where either Big E or maybe Xavier Woods is gonna, or maybe both of them are gonna turn on Kofi, because... I think if you want to legitimize Kofi in a way, uh, you have them turn on him to the point where he's not part of New. Because I gotta, I gotta, I know it's part of New Day's thing where it's like bootios and pancakes and stuff. But when you have your world champion hiding pancakes behind the belt and tossing them into the crowd, I just don't care for that. I think it's stupid. And I don't think it legitimizes the heavyweight championship, even though I know that's part of his character and what they do. Um, but I just think that the pancakes is silly. It's silly, but I think they've been his his character work. Besides that's been good lately because it's kind of like this is a guy that's been here for like a while now, especially compared to a lot of other people now. Mm hmm. And like he's been, he's a veteran in this company now, and he just never really got his break, man. He just if you give him the break, you know, look past the stupid incident, 
and he did it and he's like he's still doing that thing he's he's proving everybody wrong every match he has it's like could kofi win and by god he won like he he's actually like a a main event baby face that kind of has that intrigue about him still can he beat this guy i don't actually know mm-hmm. but that's that's he's still got that going for him and i'm still surprised that he's champion i i, I would i would have thought that a couple of months back that he would have lost it or something but yeah good. me too because he's not really drawing people in my opinion i think i think he's doing good feuds they're all making sense to the point where i'm interested in looking at it but i don't think it's you know giving a lot of interest and uh, unfortunately nobody gives a shit about the universal title anymore because it doesn't mean anything just like most it's cursed yeah just like most titles yeah, but, you know, we'll keep an eye on that. Do they still have the revival with Randy Orton? Is that still a thing? I think they're still, like, a semi-group. I think they should just be a group. I kind of like them together. Yeah, bring the new legacy. <laughs> That'd be interesting. Uh, uh, and one thing... Other... Else... What's up? I was going to ask if there's any other stories you were looking at. Uh, one more thing. Uh, kind of quick and kind of I just don't care about is the feud between Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I Either A, it's going to end in a DQ, or B, they're going to put... or uh, Actually, there's going to be three options. A, there's going to be a DQ. B, uh, Seth Rollins uh, out of nowhere wins it, like usual. And C, they finally put the belt on Braun Strowman. I... I <laughs> I don't know. I just... It, it's weird, and I... You killed the club, the original club, by taking the tag titles from them. Uh, yeah. It seemed like things were finally looking up for them, and then like they lost them on a roll, like, within... What was it? Two or three weeks after mm-hmm. they got him? And I was like, what the... No! Man, I was looking forward to, like, kind of keeping track of them on that. Just so they could have that stupid storyline where he's just like, I want to challenge you. And I'm like, okay, you could have done that well, as a heel. Yeah, or not, I don't even think he just needs to be a heel. I think he just should have been doing the badass shit where he was like a tweener. Mm-hmm. He just fucking destroys whoever gets in his way and he doesn't give a fuck. That's when he's most over. Um, But... I don't know. Looks like Rudolph's going to beat them. That's my prediction. There will be like some weird miscommunication shit. And then Rudolph will beat them. Who knows? Uh, did you have anything else before we we dive into All Out? Uh, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll bring up stories I, I'm looking at. or you know, uh, I really don't want to mention the things I don't like because those things could get numerous. <laughs> so yeah we just went so, through me shit talking extinction resident Evil extinction so yeah well it's just a wwe like with their because there's so much tv time and stuff and you're not gonna like every story so it's like yeah i'm just gonna highlight the ones I, i'm interested in mm-hmm. which is uh yeah i'm kind of interested in kofi orton like what you're saying um uh i have been interested in seeing what happens with becky and sasha because I like Becky and she drew my interest back to the product back in like last summer when she turned heel. Mm-hmm. Cause she got over like really fucking big when that happened. And so and I think she's been doing a good job after they finally split the her, her and Seth back up. 
and she's doing good again, I think. Seth, I don't know. I think he's damaged goods because he just looked it made him look like a total dweeb. That whole that whole storyline made him look like a goober. Burn it down. Burn it down. And he's still doing that. And it's like, I don't know. Part of me thinks Braun Strowman should just beat him and and just have him start over. Because he's God. <laughs> there was a raw I, I where I think it was the contract signing. Um, which I was yesterday. No, not yet. Yesterday, <laughs> it, it was the week before, where oh, the other one, the one that failed. Yeah, Seth Rollins goes. Uh, I walk in with two belts, and then he pauses, and he's like, "Burn it down." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> I hate man. They overuse that catchphrase. They make it like bullshit. It was just like a cool thing you can say. Where he's like, you know, I'm, I come in here and I work my ass off and I burn the building down. Is like what he was originally saying. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, every time somebody does that, they get a catchphrase over. They want to drive it into the goddamn ground and make it stupid. And, and Seth is just doing it. He's just, he's not saying, no, please don't make me say this. Like, or just flat out refusing to do it at least. Mm-hmm. He just goes along with it. It makes him it further damages his credibility. It makes him look like a goober. That's that's all I think about him now. I used to like Seth Rollins. Now I'm like, man, he's such a fucking dweeb. <laughs> his girlfriend, his girlfriend is way cooler than he is. <laughs> wow. Uh, now fiance, by the way. They uh... yeah, now fiance. Fuck him, by the way. <laughs> so, but no, Speaking I don't know. Oh, go ahead. No, because no, I'm going to go off on, uh, not going off on Becky, but th- there's a legal issue with Ric Flair. and Oh, yeah. Yeah, because uh, uh, the man thing. Yeah, where it's like, uh, apparently I learned he owes a bunch of tax money, and um, this is just him trying to find a quick payday kind of thing. Uh, I don't really think this is going to go anywhere, because it's just saying you're the man is such a ubiquitous term mm-hmm. phrase that it's it no it's like wwe can't sue anybody for saying that they're the man like they just it, it can't work and apparently charlotte flyer is like pissed off at rick because... well yeah yeah because she's in there and potentially like if this gets bad that could kind of mess with her career a little i think mm-hmm. and top that off like like becky's her friend they did a bunch of work together and like it's so it's kind of like you're trying to like fuck with my friend's gimmick like come on like <laughs> imagine because uh the two of the four horsemen were on AEW like Ric Flair's like maybe if i just fucking you know burn the WWE bridge i'll, I'll get a job there for the pay off my tax money they could i guess i mean that's one way to look at it i didn't think about that mm-hmm. <laughs> But uh, I, I don't think it's going to go anywhere, and I think, I don't know, they'll work something out. They'll probably, to me, the smart thing to do is to just cut Flair a fucking check and just get him to be quiet. Because mm-hmm. he deserves it. He's a goddamn legend. He did so much shit for this fucking business. Just just give him some money. <laughs> Pay your fucking taxes, Ric Flair. Woo! Woo, brother. Um, Other than that story, uh, like... I'm kind of interested to see what happens with King of the Ring. Oh, man, I didn't even watch the end of uh, SmackDown, but... Well, we we couldn't. We were busy. Yeah, because I don't know <clears> if uh, Gable beat 
the best in the world. Shane McMahon. He better fucking beat him. You you know how bullshitty that would be if that happened. They would shit. Everybody would shell over this whole tournament. The only thing I could think it, logically of what Vince was thinking about is like, hey, I know everybody hates this, and you could be a mega heel if you're in a tournament somehow. Oh, this is this this will bury the whole tournament, and then we'll never see another King of the Ring for like ten years if that happens. Mm-hmm. Like it, that that's what will happen because it sucks because like it it's kind of been legit, you know, like the matches have been exciting, you know, they've been good. Mm-hmm. They've done some intriguing shit. Like somehow they were able to finagle a way to have a triple threat match in a King of the Ring semifinal. That's never happened before. I can actually say that. Oh, Chad Gable won, by the way, I checked. <laughs> Thank God. And yeah, I, I saw his match with Andrade and like that, man, he's been doing good. Chad Gable is putting in some work. And I know we're going all over the place, but the storyline where, you know, Kurt Angle's son. Oh, my God. <laughs> with Chad Gable with his hair cut off, he looks like Kurt Angle. Even when he had his long hair, he still kind of weirdly resembles Kurt Angle anyway. Just don't even think about Chad Gable was an amateur wrestler in the Olympics and shit. Like, unlike Jason Jordan. Just just don't even ignore ignore all that. Just look at Chad Gable. Look at Kurt Angle. What the they look kinda similar. It's weird. Mm-hmm. He just looks like a shorter Kurt Angle. And I think that's what killed him. I think Vince was like, Jason Jordan's bigger. I'm gonna use him and you're gonna have a black son. Ha ha ha. I think they could have I think Chad Gable could have worked that storyline better too, actually. Because he, he I think he's a better mic performer. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know he totally could have done that smarmy bullshit where it's like, dude, my dad just put me in your tag match, Seth. I'm your tag team partner now. And Seth's like, what? And he's like, we're totally going to whip their asses, man. It's going to be great. Like, you see him being, like, a smarmy little prick. Mm-hmm. Like, I, he could totally pull it off. But that's not what happened. Whatever. I think he actually – I think they were wanting him to do it, but he refused to do it because he didn't want to be so so uh, so closely associated with Kurt Angle, which, I, in a way, I suppose I can't blame him. I guess, but you could have got the rub off of that. And I think it, 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 we just brought the example of him being, like, Seth's pot partner. I could totally see him do like doing that, like, wrestling show stuff where you, like, looks like he's doing a break dance on top of the body. And, and then he gets up and he just, like, tags Seth back in. He's like, you do the rest of the work. I did my part. He, it would have... It would have been a way better story with him. He he would have made it work. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Any any else uh, you want to bring up? Um 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 um. No, that's kind of it for WWE because we're we're not talking about NXT at all. Mm-hmm. And I'm lost right now on NXT anyway. I kind of took a little hiatus, not because I was mad or I was bored. I just I just lost touch. Oh, one thing I want to bring up about NXT. Apparently, there is no takeover uh, during Royal Rumble. So there's a lot of rumors that they're going to be defending the titles and also be in the Royal Rumble uh, for the pay-per-view NXT since they're going to be like a brand that's live on TV now. I could actually, yeah, if they were, if I were them, I would integrate the NXT roster into the big four pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. Uh, Survivor Series, which could happen. Yeah. Uh, Royal, Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam. That's just going to be a lot of fucking wrestling. 
<laughs> well, they don't need to make it five-hour shows. I, I don't want that either. Survivor <laughs> Series. Fuck. I'm tired of this five, seven-hour show, show shit. Stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, talking about five-hour shows, uh, AEW All Out. Uh, one thing I want to bring up that one thing I want to bring up before we start diving into the card and stuff is that I was listening to Cornette and obviously he does have a lot of negative things to say, but also has some positive things to say. He Uh, says positive things. Yeah. One thing I do agree with him on the negative part is that they don't, they don't spice it up. Like, and you know, during the, the old WWF days where it's, you know, it had Vince McMahon go. WrestleMania! WrestleMania! The granddaddy of them all! <laughs> yeah, they they don't do that in All Out. They just go, oh, this is a show. Welcome to All Out. I'm just like, that's it? You, you're not gonna fuck Look it. at this capacity crowd! It shows like a crowd shot, mm-hmm. and they're all freaking out. Yeah, they don't do that. Yeah, and- I think that's why you need Tony Chavone on the commentating team. And I've been hearing mixed signals with that, that he's going to be doing some commentary, but he's also still going to be doing MLW stuff or something like that. Yeah, he's still going to be able to work there, I guess, uh, which that's fine. I think he was probably like just super part-time anyway because he's old. <laughs> so, so I don't know. I, I'm kind of looking forward to hearing him again. Uh, cause I haven't heard him and fuck the last time I watched WCW, which was probably a random episode of Nitro in 2000. Mm-hmm. That was the very last time I heard him. Yeah. Cause I think the, the one thing that AEW has problems with commentating is yeah. JR is getting a little old. He's getting a little slow and he's not, um, which AEW has this thing where it's just like, it has that indie talk and professional wrestling talk. And then you have, you know, kind of like new school, which Excalibur is not new school, but he's been in the indies a lot, but he's still new compared to JR. So you have like yeah. that, that new and then old, and it doesn't mix yet. I think they're getting there. And having Golden Boy, which, by the way, he's an esports uh, commentator, and I think he does pretty well for that. Um, yeah. I didn't know he was an esports company. Well, that might explain why I think he's doing better than fucking Excalibur. Mm-hmm. He does a lot he's of used Street to Fighter. Well, yeah, okay, that makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. He does Street Fighter, and he does a lot of like first-person shooters and stuff, so he can keep up with the action. But I think that the problem AEW has is that you have a lot of you know main commentators be on the team. You have to have a color in there, and there is no color. Yeah, that's one big hole they got there. Now, I think I don't know if I t- told you. It was like, yeah, I think they really need a heel color commentator guy. Mm-hmm. Bad. I don't know who they can get, but they can find somebody. And I, I maybe if they, <laughs> I think CM Punk would actually be great for that. He wouldn't have to wrestle; just do commentary. Yeah, that's he what was, was great at fucking heel commentary. That's what I was gonna bring up. I was like, you had CM Punk in Chicago, and I understand that he doesn't want to put it be connected with wrestling yet i guarantee you once he's you know fails another fight in ufc he's gonna want to find money and stuff (laughs) i think aew just put him on commentate he's a good him and jericho 
know how to work a mic. Mm-hmm. So if you have CM Punk in there, and you could also have him face people whenever he wants to wrestle again, uh, where you do a storyline where you're just like, hey, throw water in his face or throw his Diet Coke off the commentating team uh, table. <laughs> but yeah, but that that's one thing. The production still needs a little work. Um, they're getting the ca- cameras down. Uh, I just don't feel the spectacle yet. Uh, I felt it in All In, and I felt it in Double or Nothing. But like the the latest pay per views of Fighter Fest and um, All Out, it just felt flat on that end. But not not the wrestling part. <clears throat> so are we just we're just kind of talking about general show notes right now, right? Yeah, I mean we could talk about buy in. You're the one that uh, <clears throat> you're the one that watched it. I didn't watch it because I was at work that day. Yeah, well, I figure we could do like some overall. Well, let's see. Let's let's do that later if we got more. Let's let's try to get through it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the buy-in. <clears throat> I watched the main show first. Uh, I obtained it somehow. Don't ask how. <laughs> um, and I forgot that the buy-in's always separate and it's free and it's on YouTube and you can just watch it whenever, which is kind of cool actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was like, okay, I, I watched the main show and then I went back to watch the buy-in. So you got <clears throat> the women's casino battle Royale, which they had a men's one. I think at the, whatever the last couple shows were, yeah. this is the first, this is the first show I've watched. Yeah. Hangman so. page won that. So that's how he got a title shot with Jericho. These, this battle Royal, this is weird. Like they do it really odd. Like the rules of it. Uh, it's like I guess people draw cards in a suite and then they come out in groups. Mm-hmm. I think what's really weird is that they don't show like you know how Royal Rumble uh, they have like a counter and everything. They only have a counter like I think on certain areas or when there's about to be a batch of people. Uh, I think the production should be they look at the Titantron and then whatever cards they draw, their their pictures on that and stuff. And I think that would, oh yeah that that's actually a good idea actually yeah I think that would give more of a visual sense to it to the people in the arena and people on TV uh, because yeah because every time they come out of batch I'm like who the fuck is that <laughs> yeah I was gonna say I didn't know who sixty percent of these people were that came out mm-hmm. uh, which I thought would it would I thought it would be uh, more than that but no uh, they actually had a few if you you know, pay if you're a decent wrestling fan you know like you you partake in a decent amount of wrestling you you know who some of these people are mm-hmm. jazz jazz yeah and you had awesome kong mm-hmm. and some, some other people <clears throat> but uh yeah that was one of my notes was like i i understand why they're doing it this way because you can't just rip off the Royal rumble you'll get fucking sued mm-hmm. <laughs> so like they have to do something else and i don't like it when they when raw not raw WWE does battle royals on TV, and it's just like a bunch of fucking losers are standing in the ring all at once. Mm. Or like, you know, something like that. That sucks. It makes everybody just look like shitty. Mm. (laughs) But so they had to figure out their own way. And I guess this is fine. But yeah, that was my biggest issue was like, I don't, there's no, there's no build up to this. I can't tell who's coming out. So maybe they should listen to our podcast and listen to your idea, because I actually think that's a really good idea. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, 
what's interesting is that in All In, uh, the first pay-per-view, that wasn't an AEW uh, pay-per-view. It was kind of like a mixture of Ring of Honor and all indie stuff and Cody and the Bucks and all that. Uh, they had an over-the-budget uh, uh, battle royale. Uh, yeah. Which pretty much all the excess people that they couldn't put on a card, they just put in a battle royale. And that's what I feel with the... Uh, what I like they did lately with the Casino Battle Royale is they kind of have a meaning to it where you could possibly gamble and win to get a shot at the title or whatever you know ter- tournament thing they're having. I think <clears throat> yeah, I think that's a positive. I just think it's really confusing, and I give them E for effort for being different than what WWE would would do, and that's a Royal Rumble. Oh hey, you you said something good that ha- that made me have a kind of i think it's a good idea anyway when you said gamble because mm-hmm. they have aw has this whole motif about gambling in vegas and shit it's kind of cool mm-hmm. um but that would be a really good idea for this casino battle royale thing is that if the wrestlers actually were gambling something to be in this battle royal mm-hmm. which is i don't know what you could make it because they're trying to claim like we're keeping tracks of win and losses. It matters here. And yeah, when people come out, they show their win loss record and they do talk about it. Um, I don't know what the solution is, but I feel like if a wrestler wants to be at a battle Royal to get a shot, then they have to give something up. Like maybe they get in the battle Royal and if they fucking get thrown out, they don't get booked for two weeks. Yeah, that would be good, and I think you could you could use the battle royale where you can legitimize it in a way where, um, in a sense, you could have like a gauntlet match where the champion is like, "Hey, uh, I'm sick and tired of all you, you know, women's division or men's division coming after my uh, beating me up from my belt and stuff." Well, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put this on the line in the casino battle royale. I'm gonna gamble this belt. And if you could put that person over, I think that could legitimize it. And you could also have a career-ending thing where you're just like, I don't know, like everybody else gets eliminated, you're fired. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's, like, like it's tryouts kind of way. Like we, we signed all these people to a week deal, like a one-week deal so that they could see how they do. And if they don't want you, obviously your, your deal is done. But in reality, you're getting fired. Because, you know, it would be pretty cool if somehow... I'm trying to think of an indie wrestler. Uh, I'm going to use a fucking comedy person. Do you know who Jervis is? Um, No, I don't know who that is. Uh, He did a match with Orange Cassidy where he put Orange Cassidy to sleep. (laughs) Like, literally, he gave him a pillow and stuff. It's the clown. It's 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 clown wrestling. But let's say... Let's say, you know... Hey, we signed Jervis to a uh, a deal, but they don't go into detail. Pretty much, you would have to do the deal during the week of the pay per view. Be like, oh my god, they signed this person. He's he's all elite finally, and then all of a sudden, like Brandy or whoever goes, but this Casino Battle Royale is a if you get thrown over the rope, you are fired. Like that would be pretty cool, in my opinion. Yeah, they could do that with some people that are just coming in for like a the battle royal because mm-hmm. I don't think all the all the girls in this match are like signed. I think just some of them are, <clears throat> but um, 
I, I want to back backpedal on that where I said like, oh, if you get thrown out, you you don't get booked for two weeks. Maybe not everybody. Like maybe if it's like your win loss record is really shitty, mm-hmm. then you don't get booked because you tried, but you kind of suck. So I don't know. Take two weeks off and fucking figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> like you know something like that. But anyway, <clears throat> yeah, the I, the way it was presented. I couldn't really tell who some of these people were coming out already. Like I know, I know who Dr. Britt Baker is because how do you forget a name like that? <laughs> but she's also like good. And uh, who else did I recognize? Uh, Shaza McKenzie. I was like, oh yeah, I think she was in a May Young Classic and she lost. Like I remembered who that was. Uh, um, I'm reading the list right now. Penelope Ford. She used to be uh, Jelly Janella's. Uh, I mean Joey Janella's. <laughs> uh yeah side woman side piece side piece she's probably i think she's a better wrestler than he is by by far mm-hmm. <laughs> so whatever she split off from him but uh yeah uh tenille dashwood popped in emma used to be known as emma mm-hmm. that was cool uh awesome kong brandy Rhodes was in there for a minute with awesome kong apparently they have a thing going on where they're like she's awesome kong is her muscle or something yeah, I, I, cause last, uh, I think it was Fighter Fest, uh, Brandy Rhodes faced somebody, I forgot who it was, but. Allie? Yeah, she had, like, a storyline where Brandy Rhodes is like, I need to win this, and she, like, cried and stuff, because she never, I guess this was her first wrestling match, like. They never, she wanted to wrestle in WWE, and they just wouldn't let her, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And she was just like okay, and then Awesome Kong had to cover up her sloppiness, which <laughs> is kind of like how HBK in the beginning what it was, and when they put Diesel and stuff. But I'm not saying HBK is a bad wrestler; it's just that they had to have a big person, like a bodyguard type of person. Yeah, Awesome Kong is is Brandy's Diesel. Yeah, so that's... and she's great at that. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, I kind of like them doing their thing. Like, that's kind of cool. So I look forward to seeing them. Brandy's, I've seen some of her interviews, too, backstage, and she's doing that really good condescending shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where she's like, like I think somebody's like, they interviewed her. It's like, do you have a problem with me wrestling? And then she's like, well, no. And she's like, well, good. And, <laughs> and just keeps going. I'm like, oh, I like this. She's got a little bad attitude. Okay. Yeah, but AEW does this confusing thing where you go, oh, she's she's being a heel, and oh, MJF is doing this heel promo, and then all of a sudden, like they're being on, they're teaming up, or they're being kind of faces face ish to the faces, and I'm just like, is there a bad guy, good guy thing? I understand it trying to be like a sports kind of thing, but like when well. You- yeah, I see what you're saying. I have a problem with that. That was one of my general notes about the show, and I guess we can just bring it up now, which is they don't have a lot of clearly defined heels, and that's kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. And I think they need some. Like, there's a few people I can tell, oh, they're definitely heel. Like, uh, uh, some of the guys in the tag match I'm going to talk about here in a minute. Um, Pack is a fucking heel. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, MJF is obviously a heel. I think they're doing a thing with him. I think he's just, it's going to be a storyline. And then Sean Spears is obviously heel. Mm -hmm. Jericho. Heel. Yeah. Heel. That's it though. 
But, um, yeah, uh, the thing with, I think there's some gray area you can have with like female performers mm-hmm. in that where it's like, you know, everybody has that guy who's like, they like that guy, but her girlfriend, his girlfriend's like a fucking bitch and you don't like her or something. So it could be like, you know, maybe Brandy can just be a heel and then it's okay. That's fine. <laughs> kind of like when they had Daniel Bryan be like a face and then like the Bella twins were like heels and shit. And... Yeah, because like they have their own separate career from them, you know? Mm-hmm. I guess so. So like, I, I think that can work. Like that's that's not really an issue. It's just guys trying to act like I'm your friend, brother. Yeah. <laughs> They're clearly not. Like <laughs> <laughs> But um, one thing I want to uh, sorry, uh, one thing I want to bring up is did this casino battle royale have any like too much gimmicky comedy shit? Because in the men's one where Hangman Page, uh, they had a, a guy with no legs. Uh, <laughs> what? Yeah, they had uh, Orange Cassidy, and, and then they had some other wacky like hokey bullshit. Wasn't the librarians in there and he almost got thrown out and then they had him walk over books or some shit to get back in? Something like that, yeah. God, I heard about that. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> but was this gimmicky, gimmicky at all? No, no, not really, actually. Uh, there was just a couple of dumb moments. It, it was just dumb indie shit, though. Nothing like really offensive like that. Mm-hmm. Um, like, otherwise, it was it was played pretty straight. And they, I was trying to think of who else came out that was cool. Like ODB came out and was like, Oh, like, okay. And she came out with jazz. And then like, I was like, Oh shit, jazz. Like, I didn't expect that. Jazz is fucking old. Yeah. Whatever. She's good. I don't (laughs) care if they want to sign her. She can just be like that old, tough fucking bitch or some shit. She just beats the shit out of little girls. Like fine. (laughs) Bring up, (laughs) bring the nation to the female form. In the fucking eight, there you yeah. go. You could, but then there was like some other stuff that like uh, Teal Piper came out. Who I, I didn't realize this, but Roddy Piper's daughter is just now getting into wrestling. Oh, sweet! And she was in this battle royal, but I couldn't tell, and I didn't know it was her because of how the production is and how little she was in the match. And I don't think she actually got eliminated. They had this weird spot where it's like somebody dumped her through the middle. And then even the fucking commentary were confused about whether or not she was still in the match. And then she just never got back in the match. And I was like, okay, okay I guess they fucked that up and she's just out. Whatever. <laughs> um, well, at least Teal Piper is like, she's being on her own gimmick and not like her, like she's not being Ronda Rousey, sort of to say. Kind of thing. Not plundering a gimmick when she's not even fucking related. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't like that. That's weird as shit to me. I'm like, at least at least that's like her fucking dad, you know? And she actually did a few things like he did, and it got a pop out of me. Like, she did the thing. Remember how Roddy Piper would poke people in the eyes and shit? Mm-hmm. She fucking did that shit. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> I was like, she, like, poked somebody in the eye like how he would, and then put him in a sleeper, and I was like, yes! <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> I was like, I like her already. <laughs> Hopefully, I think but, um, I think AEW did sign her. By the way, I think that's an actual thing. Well, that's good. Cool. I I'll look for it. I like. I don't know if she's any good yet or not. Like she could be pretty green, but like it's okay. I'm I'm interested in seeing her because of who she is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the big get here was like Mercedes Martinez. She came out as like the Joker. Yeah. 
and like she came in and cleaned house and it was cool and then she just got thrown out and i was like what <laughs> was she like, thrown out by nyla i think i can't really remember who threw her out now um there was also a weird spot in this match do you know who b Priestley is yeah Okay, yeah, like her, Sadie Gibbs, who I think was also in a Mae Young Classic recently, uh, she went to press slam her, and she did it, and then B no-sold that press slam and just threw her out of the ring. And I was like, what the fuck? She just no-sold that move. <laughs> apparently, she Sadie was pissed at her or something. Like, I don't know, because that was bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's real or not. I'm not sure. I feel like maybe, but I, I'm not, I don't know. <laughs> it's weird. Anyway, uh, da, 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 Nyla Rose won the battle Royal. It was what, fine. Cause that's like a monster heel person. I guess they're pushing her. So whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, overall, it was kind of botchy. It was, it felt rushed. It was a clunky battle Royal. Um, 4.0 out of 10 for me. Nothing for me because I didn't see it. Yeah. Some people don't rate Battle Royals. I don't think, nah, you can rate Battle Royals. There's been good ones. And then, okay, like the Royal Rumble, for example. My my philosophy on that is there's never actually really a bad Royal Rumble. There's just bad endings to them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because I've always been entertained by the Royal Rumble, but there's definitely some that are better than others. (laughs) There's just like that late Seamus win. I forgot oh god god oh, yeah or the one where roman reigns won and it pissed everybody off yeah. <laughs> okay so yeah that's that's the other thing by the way i'm i'm gonna grade matches i'm gonna score them same here and i, I have a scale like yeah we talked about this off the show and i do 10 points with quarters so it's like 4.0 4.25 4.5 4.75 you know mm-hmm. so yeah and i don't have like a bunch of shit graded like when we keep doing this we can go we could do like end of the year what was the the highest scoring match or some shit or who had the highest scoring matches in the you know awards or something yeah because <laughs> i think that's fun um private, inter- private party you know, Yes, it was Private Party versus Angelico, not Angelico. That's if you're stupid. <laughs> it's pronounced Angelico and Jack Evans. And no, Angelico is not from Mexico or Spain. He's South Amer- South African. Idiots. <laughs> did they did they kept on bringing it up and commentate commentate? No, no, no. I'm just doing a bit. I'm just doing a promo. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling everybody ignorant, stupid. I love it. I love it. Okay. So private party is made up of Isaiah Cassidy and Mark Quinn. Those are the guys' names. Mm As soon as private party came out, I was like, I like these guys. These guys are fucking fun. (laughs) Like they have, they they come out and they're like yelling and it's like their music is cool. And they say like they weigh uh, a combined weight of 275 liters of cranberry vodka. (laughs) (laughs) And then I was like, oh, you know what, though? They remind me of the Street Profits. Oh it's, a very, it's a very similar gimmick. Yeah. Good, good fucking catch there. Uh, 
And I think I had a buddy at work tell me about them before I saw this match. This is the first time I've seen Private Party. Because I'm not a really big indie wrestling guy. I don't pay attention to a lot of that stuff, admittedly. I read about it, but I don't watch it. Isn't their finisher uh, called Gin and Juice? Oh, <laughs> if that's the finisher, that's, that's the name of it. That's fucking amazing. <laughs> because they didn't say what the name of their finisher was. I don't even know if they did it or not. Yeah, I think, um, I think it's called Gin and Juice. That, that <laughs> Is that like a Hurricane Rana into a fucking Diamond Cutter? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, that's so sick. I love that. That was good. <laughs> but Gin and Juice. It, but yeah, I was like, they remind me of Street Profits. And then, like, after the match was over, I'm like, they're like the Street Profits, but better wrestlers. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. It's just the truth. It's just like, I think Montez Ford's pretty good. I think he has, he has potential to be, like, kind of a big baby face. Yeah. But the other guy, Angelo Dawkins, he's just kind of like that utility guy. He's not bad, but he's just like a guy that I don't think will ever get over in singles. He's just a he's a tag team wrestler. <laughs> there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that. And people need to quit doing this shit where they want to break teams up just for the sake of it. Some guys just are should be in tag teams because that's just how they work. Yeah, I mean, that's what I like about AEW is that they're focusing on tag team wrestling. Uh, and they're not going to be like, oh, we need to break. I mean, eventually they, they might just so they could be like, wow, kind of like HBK. And uh, I almost said Joey Janela. Oh, my God, that's terrible. God, don't ever mention them in the same breath. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the fuck? Oh, Janetti. Um, you know, when, I'm Marty Janetti. Yeah. When, when of the rockers. Yeah. When the uh, HBK turned on him, like that was a big thing. That was and, a huge deal. Yeah, I mean, maybe if the Young Bucks... I mean, don't copy it. Jesus Christ. Don't be like, we're at a barber shop and stuff. <laughs> they set up a barber shop and all this shit. They copy it verbatim. Oh, my God. Yeah, but, you know, breaking up the Young Bucks, I mean, that would be, you know, surprising because, A, they're brothers, and, B, they've been doing tag teams for a long time. So, I mean, obviously, you could do it here and there, but... You have to have a tag division. Tag team wrestling is fucking fun when you have good teams. Tag team matches in wrestling can be sometimes the most fun of a show. Mm-hmm. You can get like a ton of heat in a tag match. It's like crazy. Yeah. But um, anyways, let's see. Uh, and Helico and Jack Evans came out and they dress like a team. It's just they don't have a team name and I feel like they should. <laughs> it's just, it, They have matching gear and everything. Um, maybe they're gonna be it, team future in the future. I've never seen I've never seen these guys or heard of them, but Jack Evans is a good wrestler from what I can tell. He kind of reminds me of Pac, where he's like a smaller, compact guy, but he's like really muscular, mm-hmm. and he's super agile. I'd actually really like to see a match with Jack Evans and Pac, the bastard. <laughs> that's that's the best nickname ever. The bastard. You think that's going to go well on weekly TV? It should. It better. You better call him the ba- You could bleep it out. The bit. What the fuck are they calling him? <laughs> like, <laughs> why do they keep bleeping it out when they say the bleep pock? <laughs> no. Oh, man. I hope they um, do that. I mean, I think you could say bastard on cable television. I don't think that's really a bad word. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what rating they're going with yet. Like you can call people bastard and bitch on on uh, PG on USA. Okay. Yeah. So, so the bastard. so I think it. 
They're just going to call him the bastard. Anyway, Jack Evans is good. And Helico looks weird. He's like really tall and lanky. And I swear to God, he dresses like a fucking motocross racer. <laughs> like he, he's got like long pants and he wears like one of those like fucking under armor, long sleeve shirts. That's like, you know, skin tight, mm-hmm. but it's like lime green. It's like, like neon green and yellow. And he wears motocross gloves. I'm like, what the fuck is this guy's deal? Does he just have like a shitty body or something? Probably. Like, I, I guess, I guess he just covers it up, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but this guy knows how to do good chain wrestling. I, I took note of that in Helico. And then Isaiah Cassidy, the, the, he, the dude in private party, it looks like he wears like a fucking basketball jersey and shorts. And that, that guy is fun to watch. And they have colorful attire, right? Private party. Private Party was wearing fucking Orlando Magic collars. Oh shit! <laughs> they were they were sporting Orlando Magic. It was like that that blue, black, and white. There you go. Um, yeah, I thought it was cool. Uh, Mark Quinn is good too, and I like that he tried to wrestle with his sunglasses on, but he wasn't like Orange Cassidy. It was just like oh, I got my hands in the pockets, and I don't give a fuck about anything. <laughs> <laughs> Like, he, he was actually doing wrestling with his sunglasses on like he does. It's just eventually they fell off. And then he was like, oh, fuck, you fucked up. <laughs> kind of like, uh, you know, in Terminator when uh, he punches Arnold in the face and his, like, sunglasses get fucking broken and he gets pissed off. Something like that. But, yeah, like, if you've not seen a lot of Jack Evans, too, go back and watch this match. He does some crazy shit. That guy is fast. And he's got really good balance. Uh, fuck. Like, I just really like this match. Uh, and I like the ending. The finishing sequence was, like, fucking sick. But the gin and juice, that's what it's called. Yeah. <laughs> there were several moments when I watched this match where I was like, oh, shit! Oh! Like, I popped, like, several times. And just because it was a lot of shit that I'd never seen before. AEW matches have a thing, and sometimes, you know, NXT, they do that, where I'm just like, oh, yeah, fucking cool and stuff. Like, AEW has that, too, and I think that's the reason why they're facing each other on Wednesday nights, because they're similar in pace compared to the main show. Yeah, I think that's why WWE positioned NXT to compete, is because that's the most similar show they have, because... Raw and SmackDown aren't going to be like AEW. Even when SmackDown moves to Fox and supposedly it's supposed to be more sports-like, I still don't think it's going to be like what they're doing. Mm-hmm. It's going to be different. I don't know how. I'm looking forward to that, but we'll see. Uh, anyway, I give this match 8.0 out of 10. Great. Nice. So we went from a, a, a low to a high. <laughs> 4 to an 8. And it's like, don't get me wrong, my scale is legit. It's not like how, you know, fucking video game journalists do, where it's like anything lower than eight is bullshit. Don't pay attention to it. Mm -hmm. If it's a five, that means it was average. It's whatever. You know, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't good either. It was just kind of there. So there. SoCal Uncensored versus... uh... <laughs> That's what it says here. You're just like SoCal uncensored. <laughs> Versus Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, and Marco Stunt. Apparently, they were calling him the uh, Jurassic Express. That's what they kept on saying in the match. And I kept hearing them say a boy and another boy and his dinosaur. And I'm like, 
they got like three names for this fucking team. <laughs> what is it? Like, I'm confused. I don't know, but I will say Jungle Boy. I like his wrestling. I think he he and Luchasaurus go together. Marco Stunt is a child, and he's a fucking child. I was I was asking you about this guy. I'm like, is that really a kid or not? Like, I was serious. I I wasn't sure. Because mm-hmm. he's fucking <laughs> small as shit. Yeah, like I thought maybe he was like a, a 15, 16 year old kid. I'm like, are there labor laws? Can they beat the shit out of a minor? Like, I, <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, uh, Luchasaurus is fucking amazing. Uh, his mask looks cool. I think he's he's big and tall. He's as tall as the Undertaker, I think. Is he really? Mm-hmm. Let me. Uh... I wasn't sure. Like, I I thought he he looked like a, he was bigger than everybody in that match, like by far. But I thought he I thought he looked maybe like six five ish. I'm looking up Luchasaurus's height. Six five. Really? Yeah. Damn, I'm good. I've got that autism. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched enough wrestling. I could tell just by looking at somebody, like. They're they're so and so tall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I guess he's he looks tall because obviously Jungle Boy and Marco Stunt are fucking short as fuck. But I mean, they were going against SCU. Um, again, they're, this is where yeah. this is where the the heel and face thing I get confused with because SCU before they were integrated in AEW, they were more of a heel group where they go, "This is the worst town I ever been in." Uh, that was their yeah, and they did it here. Yeah, but now it's kind of like DX kind of stuff, uh, where they they set up each other and they're like, on three, say SCU, kind of like suck it or something like that. Um, they know how to work a crowd, and I think that's pretty cool. And obviously, they're all veterans, so they know how to work together and they know how to put people over. Yeah, all three of those guys, Scorpio, Daniels, Kazarian, are like fucking really experienced indie workers. Mm-hmm. And uh, what was it, Christopher something? Daniels? Daniels? Yeah, there you go. God damn it. I'm, I just I'm, said it. <laughs> I'm bad with fucking names. <laughs> Even though you just said it, too. I'm an idiot. Ace Crusher. I'm going to start calling shit the wrong name. <laughs> Blockbuster. Uh, no, <laughs> uh, the match had a good flow to it, but every time Marco Stunt came to match, and especially when he did that stupid dance move, the floss from fucking Fortnite, and even Golden Boy said some shit about that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, God, why? And that's why I was still confused as whether or not he was actually a child, because <laughs> <laughs> that's what kids do nowadays. They they floss in school, and then they get fucking rode up and sent home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh but like jungle boy his fucking his moveset is weird but it goes with his character really well because he's a high flyer and obviously like a tarzan kind of character where he's always you know going from uh vine to vine so i thought that was pretty you know, cool this is a weird stretch maybe but like if, hear me out if jungle boy could bulk up a little bit because i don't think he's that short it's just like I think he's roughly the same size as SCU, uh, but it's just next to Luchasaurus. Yeah, he's like a fucking midget. Mm-hmm. But the way Jungle Boy moves and does shit, I was thinking, you know, if he bulked up a little bit, 
he reminded me a lot of Brian Pillman before he got fucked up. And I'm just, I don't know. Like, I feel like he's, he's kind of like that kind of wrestler. Well, Brian Pillman Jr. I mean, obviously it looks like Brian Pillman. <laughs> I know, but if I could ever compare anybody to Brian Pillman, like that, that's a compliment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like a guy who can work a cruiserweight style to sort of and be high flyer, but he's not small per se. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of Luchasaurus as a move set? Because all when he when he got tagged in there for that hot tag and cleared house, I was I was popping. I was like, oh, this shit's awesome! Like he's like doing a bunch of crazy shit. Like he just did a bunch of stuff I did not expect him to do. Yeah, he's very agile for a big person or a tall person. So yeah, and he's throwing out like all these crazy kicks and everything. I was like, that that guy is cool. Like I, I I'm all about him. I love his fucking attire. I uh, just how it looks is just like. It's not too hokey, but at the same time, no. But yeah, he still looks badass somehow. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Cornette actually likes him, which I which I found su- yeah. surprising, by the way. Well, he likes Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. It's, uh, he didn't like Marco Stunt. <laughs> he liked everybody in that match except him, which is like I guess us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so- See, I think but, uh, I think Marco Stunt should be a manager in a way, and you could you could, you don't I mean it could be hokey if you think it's hokey, but imagine Marco Stunt in like archaeologist gear, pretty much like a, <laughs> an outfit because boy in the jung uh, boy in the dinosaur kind of thing. You mean like the guy that used to be the manager for like um um oh god Kamala. I'm like it come all yeah yeah something like that <laughs> I can't remember the, that guy's name. Me either. Um, <laughs> he looked like a beekeeper. It was weird. Yeah, because of the fucking the the door on the the mask and stuff, uh, the hat, whatever. But I agree. Uh, I felt like what they were trying to do with him was like trying to make him like Spike Dudley in this match, mm-hmm. and it doesn't work just because he's so small. Yeah, it just so doesn't make any sense because he's not good. <laughs> How, how could a guy who's shorter than Alexa Bliss do offense to, like, grown men and they take it? I don't know. You have to, <laughs> <laughs> you'd have to make him a comedy. But I, if they're throwing names at commentary, I, I think he's going to be with that team. And that's sad, in my opinion. It's going to drag him down. Like, if he's just their mascot or something, and, like, sometimes he can, like, do a little spot, you know? Mm-hmm. Fine. You know, that's fine. Don't put him in matches, though. It just fucking cheapens everything. Uh, obviously, SoCal SCU uh, did amazing. Uh, I got confused at the end because I thought uh, SCU was going to be a uh, mega heel stable kind of thing where they just start beating up Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy and Marco Stump, but they kind of did like a respect, <laughs> respect kind of thing. And I was like, okay, I guess. Yeah, I thought that was really weird, too, because they were totally, they came out as a heel team and then said, this town sucks. But for some reason, Chicago agreed that they sucked. (laughs) (laughs) So, I'm like, okay, maybe they're just like, okay, then, here we go. (laughs) Like, they didn't expect that, and. But then they were like showing sportsmanship, and I thought it was like I thought all these three dudes acted like they were hot shit and they were better than everybody. That's that's the impression I got. Mm-hmm. And I think <laughs> I think it would have made him like super heel because you're beating up fucking children and a dinosaur. 
<laughs> yeah, he's like fuck, fuck this kid. And they punt him out or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I love their finisher. By the way, I think it looks badass when they uh, they do their team. Uh, I forgot what it was, but they put it like on the back and they do like a pile driver from the ass. <laughs> oh yeah, that was kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I I really enjoyed it. It had a good flow. Um, I give this. A seven point out of ten. What'd you give it? I gave it a six point five out of ten. Ooh, we're pretty close. We're close. It's just Marco brought it down. Like I put a little note in here where that if Marco Stunt was not in the match and he was just ringside, and like maybe Daniels is ringside too because he's old. Mm-hmm. Dan- I think Daniels is about fifty at this point. Um, he doesn't look like it. It's weird. <laughs> but uh, if they were just ringside, they're just doing like shenanigans. Like maybe Marco Stunt fucks with Daniels, or Daniels fucking destroys him because it's like a grown man throwing a child. Like that—that that would have been the it would, the match would have been better to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, um, Pac the Bastard versus yes. uh, Kenny Omega, or Kenny Olivier if you're a Cult of Cornet member. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One thing I want to bring up with Kenny Omega is, and pardon, this is not going to be PC friendly, but why do you have a gay entrance? <laughs> I didn't expect you to say it like that. Just him walking around in Tokyo? Like, what is the deal with that? With a fucking backpack? Uh, dude, I put the same thing. Not like how you said it, but, <laughs> but I put a note saying like, what the hell is with K Omega's Titantron? It's weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because he's just like, he's walking in Tokyo, he has a backpack, he looks forlorn mm-hmm. or something. <laughs> I guess he really didn't want to leave Japan, and here he is. And it, it, it kind of foreshadows a little bit uh, of where he might end up if he keeps on losing. Because I, I feel like Kenny Omega has a ego, and if he's not like the top guy or something... That he'll be like, you know what? Well, I'm gonna take my talents to fucking New Japan again, and I'm gonna be a, a champion again, uh, because Pac did amazing in this match. I, Pac was fucking incredible. Yeah, Kenny Omega just felt flat, and he just like he did same moves over and over. Like, how many V triggers were there? Were there like twenty? God damn, I think it was like 10 or something, which it was just that he tried it so many times in such a short amount of time mm-hmm. that you would think that. But, you know, full disclosure, I've always been a huge fan of Pac or Neville or whatever you want to call him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really loved him when I saw him in NXT. Like, I was like, that guy is the shit. I don't care if he's like 5'8". He's, he's looks, he is 0% body fat. And he can like deadlift guys twice his size. Fucking push that guy. <laughs> the red hour is called the black hour now, right? Yeah, and he still does like the, the rings of Saturn thing too. He still does that. Dude, that yeah, I know I'm jumping to the end, but that fucking stretch that he did at the end with that yeah. uh, what a finisher, dude. Oh, that was great. It came out of nowhere. He looked I'll give Kenny props, like he sold it well and he just died. <laughs> And it was just like, yes, that was totally unexpected. And the crowd didn't expect it either. They had a bunch of shocked Undertaker looks. Oh, no. 
You know, <laughs> like because I think uh, Kenny's on the losing record. I think he's zero and two now. Yeah, that was the story they were trying to push. It's like Kenny's lost a bunch of matches, and they said some shit like he left his wrestling heart in Japan. And I was like, that sounds so fucking gay when you put it like that. I'm sorry. Because yeah, I mean, <laughs> obviously, when you have a you know a gay fucking entrance, <laughs> like the backpack, like the. Who does it? Would it be fair to would it be fair to say Kenny Omega is kind of gay? Yeah, but here's the, <laughs> here's the deal, and we're gonna talk about this uh, because it's gonna be one of the matches. But like the the best friends Titan Tron, I get that because I I've I've seen that gimmick and stuff in New Japan. Like I understand that they kind of are bromancing, like you know them holding it's bromance hands, them holding hands. That makes sense. But Kenny just walking around in Tokyo because I love Japanese culture and I'm not I'm not saying Japanese culture is like dumb no. or anything. We're, and we're not saying like listen, we're just saying it because it's I don't know, it's it's funny. That's all. It's just like look, hey, full disclosure, if you're gay, whatever. There's nothing wrong with that. I will fight for your right to be gay. I'll go out there and I'll die right now if somebody says you can't be gay. <laughs> it's like I'm serious. But like no, it's just he acts like he's all showy and shit, mm-hmm. and it's like you know, like he does all these like flourishes and fucking shit. Like he's he's a, a fencer or a fucking anime character, and it's just weird. And there's no other word for it. It's just kind of gay. Yeah, his <laughs> his personality in the ring is uh, very Japan like, uh, which I guess goes with his di- Titantron. Uh, and it, I think you told me he was the one that runs the women's division, and the women's division has a lot of Japanese wrestlers on there because of him. That's that's okay because they, hey, it's like I said, you can't be a wrestler in Japan, like natively Japan, mm-hmm. and be bad. It's just not possible. I've I've yet to see it, but like. <laughs> I don't. I think they should be wary of maybe filling their roster up with too many Japanese women wrestlers because it's just because I don't think too many people will know who they are. And it won't go well on American TV. So yeah, and the other thing is you can't talk. Like almost none of them can talk. Probably I doubt it. So <laughs> I think yeah, Michael Nakazawa. I that was a pretty good gimmick that they had going on. I don't know. If I, you, I didn't see that in. Uh, the Young Bucks, Cody, and Kenny's little YouTube channel, Be the Elite stuff. Uh, one of the young, oh, yeah. young, one of the Young Bucks is like, we signed Nakazawa, and he like kept on saying it. You need to watch it; it's a long story. Okay, okay. <clears throat> um, um, let's see. Yeah, how he <laughs> runs the ropes, Kenny, uh, where he just does <sighs> that, that 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 point, and he like exaggerates that he's gonna come at you with a V trigger. Is very every weird. It's it's really annoying. It drives me up the wall. Like I was telling one of my friends about this show, and I told him uh, I have never complained about how somebody runs the ropes. Like in all my years of watching wrestling, which has been uh, I don't know, like twenty (laughs) seven, I guess. Like I have never said that guy runs the ropes weird. It pisses me off. This is I've, I, this is the first time I've said that about anybody. Oh, by the way, uh, Monkey Master 9 thank you for the follow. 
<laughs> while we were talking, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, I heard Nemesis go stars, and I was like, "What the <laughs> fuck is that?" I forgot. I had the whole it. Nemesis is coming to get you. Yeah, it's coming after Kenny with his fucking backpack. God. Uh, I. What I really obviously Pat carried him in this match, uh, but I yes I did like the ring psychology that they were kind of doing where they were just like they're indestructible they're they're killing each other, and then obviously uh, Pac was like I need to end this now, and uh, <laughs> he did that stretch fucking submission, and uh, literally put, killed Kenny you bastard. <laughs> I killed Kenny oh my god Jr should start freaking out. That's another thing. Like, JR is like. Maybe it's old age and he can't really scream like he used to. But, like, when something exciting happens, I don't feel his, I don't feel his excitement. I don't think JR is excited. Probably. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I don't really know how he feels about Kenny Omega or whatever, but, like, I'm not saying, you know, he hates him. I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. But you can definitely tell. If you're a longtime wrestling fan and you've, you've listened to JR for several years of your life, you can tell when he's shitting on something. Mm-hmm. He has a certain verbiage he uses. He has, like, he's the master of the backhanded compliment. <laughs> this will be bowling shoe ugly. What he means is this match is going to look like shit. <laughs> That's what he's saying. Or uh, methodical pace. It's going to be fucking slow. <laughs> Like, just stuff like that. Bitch, I slow as molasses. Okay. But, uh, let's see, what else do I got here? Uh, oh, uh, something else that Omega does that gets on my nerves is his fucking psychology is weird and it doesn't make any sense. Like, when he kept going for the same move a million times, and especially it's like, look, okay, I get it to an extent, but I'm just, I'm just going to say it. I don't think Kenny Omega understands ring psychology. Mm-hmm. And like, it's like, here, here's, here's a way to look at it. Your guy that was really good at it was Jake Roberts. And he would do his thing all the time where like, usually in any of his matches, he would try to go for a DAT like really fast. Mm-hmm. And then he would like, he wouldn't get it, especially if he was a face at the time, the fucking guy would like run out of the ring really fast. Cause that move fucks people up. See, I, and then, I, and then Jake would be like, damn it. Like he, he was so close. Like he knew he was going to get it. See, I th- I think you need to watch some New Japan with Kenny Omega because he, it, when he was at Bullet Club, like he did do some ring psychology that was actually kind of good, but when he's on his own and he's not hooked to a stable or a tag team, it's just he's very very vanilla. And I guess, but this this is the point I was trying to make about it though, was that like if you're having a match and you go for one move and it's either you hit it successfully and it just doesn't put the guy down mm-hmm. or you hit it and you try to do your follow-up move and you can't get it because he counters you or you just miss or he stuffs you and just counters you period. Why don't you just stop going for that move? True. That doesn't make it. That doesn't make any sense to keep doing that over and over when you keep getting stuffed and countered. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't you, shouldn't you in character, as a wrestler, be like, fuck, he keeps countering me. I need to come up with something else. <laughs> He's spamming V-Trigger. You can tell he plays Street Fighter. 
you definitely could tell that he's a big video game person because you know he wears a backpack. <laughs> yeah, I have a backpack. It's I carry my D and D books in it. Thank you very much. He probably, <laughs> probably has his fight stick and fucking that backpack and that Titantron. Not knocking on that because you know fight fight fighting games is good. But yeah, I mean, look, um, look at TJP. I mean, he didn't last well with his fucking video game gimmick. <laughs> No, they 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 thought he was a nerd and just fucking buried him. Mm-hmm. But, but uh, the thing he did that really bugged me though, besides that, with the psychology, was that, you know that spot where Omega goes to do a plancha mm-hmm. outside, and it's like out in that barricade. Which, by the way, I think that barricade's too fucking close to the ring. They need to like make it further away or something. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Because everybody hit it when they were doing their dives outside. Um, but like, Pot countered it. He kicked him like in the ribs when he landed and it was like immediately Omega got up and just pushed him into the railing. Like he no sold that counter. And I'm like, what the fuck? He kicked you in the ribs and you were diving from the outside. That should have fucked you up. Mm. Like that should have put you on defense for like a few minutes. It just doesn't make any sense. It's how he works. I guess he's going off of like adrenaline, I guess. Yeah, I suppose. Like, he, he, he started selling it half-assedly after that a little bit, but it was still, like, stupid. Mm-hmm. And I think it was here, too. I also kind of noticed the referees aren't counting anybody out when they're outside, except for in the main event. <laughs> <laughs> like, they were just, the referee just went out there and was just like, get back in the ring! And it's like, are you going to count them out? It's like your job. Oh, there's one move that Kenny Omega does that I I like because it looks fucking brutal. Uh, I, I think it's a tiger or something, uh, where it puts you in like a full Nelson and you just fucking throw him backwards like a suplex. That's a dragon suplex. Yeah, there you go. That's a tiger. Yeah, dragon suplex. He does that really well, and I'll give him T- that. Tiger suplex is the one where you go behind him and you hook their arms. Like you're gonna ha- you're holding a guy to get punched by another dude or something, mm-hmm. but you just dump them on their head. <laughs> Tigers. <laughs> yeah. Um. What else do I have here? Great finish. That's kind of it. Yeah, I love the finish, but uh, Kenny Omega does bring it down a little bit. Uh, I I gave this one a six point five out of ten. I gave it 6.75, mostly because of the finish. If it didn't have that finish, and especially if Omega won, if he beat Pac, I would have got fucking pissed, man. (laughs) (laughs) I would have been upset about that after that match, after I saw him. And I was like, this guy is like, okay, don't get me wrong. I think he's a very talented in-ring performer in terms of the mechanics of doing wrestling moves and stuff and having intensity and being fast. But I don't think he thinks too much about what he's doing. It seems like, and like, it, it seems to me like he just tries to think what will be cool. Like what will be really cool. Mm-hmm. And just think, think about what will get a big reaction instead of like, how can I get them to have a big reaction? Like what would make them have one, you know, what yeah. makes sense here? Yeah. I really want to see what he does with, uh, in week to week TV and see if like bullet, some type of bullet club stable comes and get because I really don't care for him as a solo uh, competitor at all. Are you saying are you saying Kenny Omega is a modern day X Pack? 
Uh, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> he just, uh, he doesn't impress me in the American market right now. I'll just, I'll do okay. that. He was good in New I Japan. haven't totally, I haven't totally wrote, wrote him off yet. He really aggravated me in this match. <laughs> but we'll see, I guess. You know what really aggravated us was the next match, uh, the <sighs> the Cracker Barrel Clash with the... Cracker Barrel Crash Clash. I said Crash Clash, man. Yeah, let me tell you something. Yeah, Darby Allen, brother. Yeah, Jimmy Havoc, Jelly Janella. Yeah, dig it. <laughs> uh, it's just a shit show. Um, one thing. By the I'll... way, on this on this program, I'm always gonna call him Jelly Janella. I will never not call him his real name. He's a bad, <laughs> bad wrestler. <laughs> oh shit, bad wrestler! <laughs> Shots fired. Um, he's just one of those indie guys where he's just like, I'm gonna wear glasses like Macho Man and be crazy, and I'm just like, what? But uh, <sighs> you mean what I do on Halloween every other year? <laughs> You probably. I'm serious. That's what I, I do. That. <laughs> no, I, I agree. I, I, I get you, but you're probably a better wrestler than fucking Jelly Janella. I think I, I think I am. He never went to wrestling school, by the way. Did you know that? Yeah. And doesn't he brag about that? He fucking brags about that, and I'm like, it shows. <laughs> <laughs> Fucker. Oh, why would you brag about that shit? <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's n- there's not a lot of the things to say about Joey Janella. He's just garbage uh jimmy havoc the one thing i'll say is uh he does go to like the crazy stuff like i'm gonna staple uh staples to your head and stuff uh his his gimmick is he has a staple gun and he's one of those goth kids i guess yeah i mean (laughs) i think his attire is really cool i think that's what i the mask like the you know what's that uh one movie uh silence of the lambs uh, oh his, yeah like he has that type of mask and i think it's real cool uh i didn't really see him wrestle a lot i've seen him throw his body around if that's wrestling to him no yeah he took a bunch of punishment and like sold and like hit guys with weapons and shit that was all he did like i don't know if uh, they say he's a wrestler but i don't know he does i think he does have a pretty good look though it's just if all he can do is hit people with shit and fuck himself up, I I don't think very highly of him. Mm-hmm. And uh, Darby Allen, I I I like his wrestling. Uh, a little confused on what his uh, gimmick is. He has like a skull makeup on his face. Like, I guess that makes him. His edgy. gimmick is his gimmick is Jeff Hardy if he were a skateboard kid. <laughs> like I, I he reminds me of Jeff Hardy. It's weird. I don't know. Yeah. If I can narrow down this match, it's like if ECW, the promotion, was this match, but with shitty wrestlers, this this is the match, because literally there's every weapon. There's Cracker Barrel barrels that they use. They use the steel uh, stairs. They use ladders. they They use tables. They use... Staplers, fucking thumbtacks, fucking duct tape mm-hmm. that Jelly Janella doesn't know how to operate. 
And is it me? Is it really dangerous that you're putting tax? I mean, maybe I the camera work that they didn't really put tax in his mouth. But uh, I hope not. Yeah, because imagine if you fuck up and you swallow that. That rips up your fucking. Oh God! Everything. Yeah. I think Ugh. I think that's not safe. And it, if you fall backwards, like the whole time I was like, please don't fall in the chair because you might like bite the tack or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, because apparently this guy will staple himself with a staple gun. I guess so. Like, unless unless it's bullshit, there's no staples in there. I mean, I don't know. But, yeah, this was just a garbage wrestling match. That's all it was. Mm-hmm. It was, like, and don't get me wrong. I'm not one of those people that's, oh, you hate hardcore matches or anything. No, there can be really good hardcore matches or, like, no DQ matches and shit. And I, I'm not, I, I'm a fan of matches that have weapons in them if they're done well. Uh McFoley versus Edge. Good 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 hardcore match. McFoley's one of my favorite wrestlers ever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, don't tell me that. Don't tell me I don't like that shit. <laughs> but uh I have to get a, I gotta get a jab in on Jelly. I it, I don't know what the fuck his deal is, but he needs to get better pants. <laughs> Fucking it pissed me off. It's just like his pants don't fit, and they keep falling down, and I can't not notice it because they keep falling down. Well, he's one, of, just... he's one of those white trash people that, like, I guess are getting clothes from... Oh, my God, I almost... Oh, this, this is bad. I, I I can't go back now, but getting his pants from the Salvation Army. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> well, he seems like the kind of guy that would do that, though, like, unironically, like... He doesn't need to go to the Salvation Army, but he wants to. Mm-hmm. Like he seems like that guy. I don't know, but it, it was like, dude, get your go, have the fucking uh, costume maker measure your ass and just have her make you a new pair of pants, please. Like I don't. God damn it! <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyway, they're, the, the immediately they pissed me off because there was a spot where, like, Jimmy Havoc just ro- rolls out of the ring and starts getting shit. Mm-hmm. And the both of them just sit there and watch him get shit. Like, they don't move. They don't fight each other. They don't try to stop him. They don't go get their own shit. They just watch him get shit for, like, a minute. Like, what are you all doing? <laughs> I thought this was a fight. Uh, I guess not. And they build up, like, they had a... Uh... What, what the fuck? It, oh my god, I'm not good with names lately. Uh, say it ain't so, I will not go. What what man is that? Uh, Turn the lights off, carry me. No, 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 no. But that band, Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah, there you go. They did like a little <laughs> spot where uh, <laughs> they were doing an interview, and then all of a sudden, like Jimmy Havoc, Darby Allen, and Joey Janela just started beating each other up out of nowhere. And, oh, that was a reference to when Jelly tried to fight fucking Enzo, and fucking Enzo made him look like a bitch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're you're a bitch when fucking Enzo makes you look like a bitch. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. There's no positives in this match. Uh, nothing. The only thing that made me go ooh and ah, but also cringe at the same time, and wonder if he was okay. Is when they did the the Canadian destroyer from the ladder to the fucking table on the outside. Oh, I forgot they even did that spot. See, that's fucking retarded because they had the spot in the night already, and then they go and do it later mm-hmm. in like a semi-main event. 
and it doesn't finish a guy. I got that. that God damn it! That shit aggravates me about moves sometimes. Where it's just like, shouldn't that logically just finish the match? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Just something about driving a guy's head into the mat is just it should be done. <laughs> yeah, and then there was another spot where uh, Darby Allen takes a skateboard with thumbtacks on the bottom of it, and he did. Like, I thought that part was actually kind of cool. It was weird. I thought, I thought it was unique because it's like his whole thing is he's a skateboarder guy, and it's like oh, okay, you know. And then he did it, and I was like, oh, he actually pulled it off. It actually looked, it looked like it fucking hurt. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, and it, he did it to Jelly Janela. I don't like him anyway, so fine. Yeah. What, <laughs> what do you think of the spot where uh, Jelly Janela went under the ring and pulled out a tennis racket? Oh, that was fucking dumb. That's when I wrote, like, I hate his fucking facial expressions. <laughs> because he did this over, way over the top reaction. He, like, pulled out this big-ass tennis racket. It was like, huh, uh, it's like like he smelled like a, a fucking onion or something. Or, like, I don't know. He had, like, this really averse reaction. And it was, like, way over the top ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Not even, it wasn't even funny. It was just, like, stupid. Yeah, so, uh... <laughs> I, I didn't really care. And then, of course, Excalibur, because Cornette has been uh, ragging on Excalibur, because why wear a mask and nobody fucking knows you? <laughs> Take it I off. agree. I agree with that 100%. And he cleared that up. He said, look, if you were like Rey Mysterio, and Rey Mysterio's in commentary, no, he should wear the mask. But if you're like some fuck named Excalibur, nobody knows who the fuck you are. They don't even know that you were a wrestler. Why are you wearing a mask? Yeah. <laughs> So, like, Excalibur had to say, who would you use that? I, I was like, oh, okay, I get it. You all hate Cornette. I mean, I don't agree with him sometimes, but I, you guys mentioning him is just... You're doing him favors. Yeah. You're doing the opposite of what you should be doing. It's just like, I get it, you fucking hate him, but if you want to take pot shots at him, you're just going to give him attention. Mm-hmm. And, like, potentially you could make more people listen to him and like like what he has to say more than what you do. Yeah. I I don't know what else to say about this match. It's just, it. it here's an analogy. Is, okay. uh, you know when you go <laughs> Sorry. to... You know when you go to Red Lobster and you're just like, oh, man, they have all-you-can-eat shrimp? And then... yeah. You're like, oh, this might be good because, you know, it's a hardcore match. But then you eat it and you have like about like seven plates of it. And then all of a sudden you just start having diarrhea because you got food poisoning. <laughs> yeah. That, that was this match. There was a, I had another analogy for this whole show, actually. I'll go ahead and put it out here. Uh, you know how uh, there was like an interview somewhat recently where they were talking to Cody Rhodes about aw and how it's going to be and everything mm-hmm. and he said something like what we're trying to do is present a wrestling buffet like there's something for everybody that's that's exactly what he said and i was like after i watched this show i'm like you know what you're right you are presenting a wrestling buffet it's just like a buffet in real life you go to the buffet and then you get what you want and you like and you ignore 70 percent of the rest of it because you don't like it <laughs> like that's what this show is it's like it, it, I didn't like half of this show, honestly, actually a little bit more than that. Like it wasn't as good as like the end, the latter part of it. Mm -hmm. 
it was really inconsistent. And this is like one of the this is the worst spot. And honestly, I'll say this is the worst match I've seen in a while. Is mm-hmm. this one? Yeah. Oh, by the way, Jimmy Havoc won, but who gives a fuck? <laughs> I, yeah, I kind of. God damn that spot where Darby Allen did that shit where he grabbed the barrel and then jumped off and he hit the stairs. That that looks so goddamn painful. And by the, <laughs> by the way, like in hardcore matches or any wrestling match, it's so silly when the guy is holding up the barrel or holding the chair or whatever so that a spot could happen. Yeah, it's like it lo- makes it look too assisted and then just like immediately it takes you out of it. Mm-hmm. It's just like, yeah, you should try to avoid those as much as you can. But, man, when he hit the stairs there and he bounced and he showed it in slow motion and he said he got whiplash, it looked like. And he he rolled off the stairs and was like, oh. Well, you know, uh, well, you know they're going to have some oxycodone and fucking beer at, at night anyway, so. Oh, god damn. <laughs> Getting dark. But. <laughs> Still, it was just like, God, like, why would you do that to yourself? Like, uh, that was something I thought in this match was like, I think I kind of like Darby Allen, but I wish he wouldn't do this garbage wrestling shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Also, th- this was something I like. Joey Janela did a moonsault to nobody. Dude, that. Do you remember that? That dud, <laughs> that dud that happened. I was like, <laughs> and you know what's funny? I don't know if it was a camera cut or anything, or like either it's a bad camera cut or just Havoc wasn't even there, um, <laughs> because when they did the camera cut, like Havoc was like already like ten feet away from him, like gone. he was way out of the way. <laughs> he was like on the ground, and like he he did that moonsault just thud, and I started busting out laughing because <laughs> I, I was like, oh, I think that guy was supposed to be there to catch him, but he wasn't. Yeah, and and by the way, thank you for bringing that up because uh, I'm gonna give my rating right now. Oh, I God. give it a, I give it a one out of ten, and the reason why I gave it a one out of ten is because of that dud that happened to Joey Janela. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was really funny. Oh, uh, I'm gonna adjust my score actually because you, yeah, I don't know. Talking about it again has made me think. A little bit more. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it a 2.0 out of 10. Oh. Because it's like, okay, it's like, I've, I have seen things worse than this. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it's so offensive, this is. And it's so pointless. Like, why, why are you all doing all this shit to yourselves? Like, because you're fucking each other up for real. That's not the point of wrestling. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're supposed to, like, make people think you're fucking each other up. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. I I really hope that either Darby Allen breaks away and somehow becomes a wrestler. <laughs> oh, and like Joey Janela and Jimmy Havoc, like they don't get a lot of TV time at all. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to see Joey Janela any TV any TV time unless he keeps missing moonsaults. That's the only way I'll see him, and it'll be great. Yep. I want to hear those thuds. Um, also, also, shout out to JR for shitting on this match. Yeah, if you thanks. listen very closely to the commentary, he fucking doesn't want any part of this. Yeah, he got bored really quickly and was concerned about some people. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, next match, The Dark Order versus Best Friends. Uh, uh-huh. I will say, very mediocre match. Uh, certain things I kind of liked about it. I think Dark Order could be a good team. I think the... this. I'm just going to name him Skinny Guy and Fat Guy, because that's all I know. <laughs> uh, Skin- I remember their names. What is it? Evil Uno is the fat guy. Oh, and, and the skinny the skinny guy is Stu Grayson. Oh, he yeah. has a real he has a real name for some reason. <laughs> yeah, and the indies apparently they were called Super Smash Brothers, but obviously they can't do that because you know copyright <laughs> issues. Yeah, they can't be the Super Smash Brothers on TV. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I really dig the whole minions being like a throne kind of thing i, I don't know <laughs> you like the part where the fat guys set on the slaves <laughs> yeah <laughs> i i think it's it's interesting i mean Stu grayson's a really good wrestler but evil uno um he needs to work on his stuff because he was he was okay i thought he was just okay i mean obviously he's slow because <laughs> god i'm gonna sound like a fucking savage because he's fat <laughs> I mean, there's hey, there's fat guy wrestlers, brother. There's been fat guy wrestlers. Yeah, I think he so, could, some of some of them carry the weight better than others. I think he could be like a, a Vader esque wrestler if he puts in the work. And uh, I don't think he, I don't think he's tall enough for that. True. And, <laughs> um, best friends, I think, has good chemistry. Uh, weird gimmick a little bit, but it works out because they've been that gimmick in New Japan. It is a weird gimmick, but like, I don't know, I guess it's supposed to be like kind of like one of those things where it's like they hit the ring and they have a match and you go, yeah, you know? Mm-hmm. And, I you feel know, like it, it's just a little gimmick, that's all. Yeah. Um, nothing really... Like, earth shattering about this match it was very mediocre it was just okay and you know Stu grayson did a couple of good moves that i liked he was very agile um evil uno he did a, yeah he did a few things in this match that were impressive mm-hmm. uh trent beretta um amazing chuck Taylor. trent beretta <laughs> yeah the dude busters a throwback there yeah you you tell me wcw and i was like oh yeah i forgot about him wcw wait was he wcw no wwe oh my god <laughs> i was like damn is trent Moretto like 48 <laughs> <laughs> no no he was like a wwe like uh like around 09 08 ish mm-hmm. i think is when he was there God damn it. I, I'm having a fucking brain aneurysm, I think. Uh, but uh, What do you have about see. this match? I got a few things about this match. Uh, I noticed in this match also, apparently referees just allow illegal teammates to be in the ring for however long they want to be. <laughs> it's just like they, they, they get in there and everybody's like running around beating the shit out of each other, doing double team moves, and it's like the ref just stands there and watches it and says, hey, hey, get back over there. Hey. Mm-hmm. And then they don't listen. <laughs> yeah, they I, I, I'm confused about what the referees actually do in this promotion. Like, 
is there a count out rule? Is there a, a count you down if you're in the ring too long and you get disqualified rule if you're a tag team? I have no idea. I, I don't know. I'm confused, honestly, like I am. I'm not trying to be a smartass. I just notice it. The only thing I could think uh, of is that, you know, the referees can do at their discretion if they want to uh, DQ anybody. I. Yeah, because there's things about, oh, that referee's being real lenient here or there or whatever. But it's, I don't know. You should make that clear if, if that's the case. Because mm-hmm. it's just going to confuse people when they watch TV and you have guys counting people down in the ring in one match, like when they're outside, and then in another match, they don't count anybody down at all. Yeah, it's pretty, um, it's pretty weird. And by the way, this match was for the first round by in the AEW World Tag Team Championship Tournament. It was for... <laughs> It was a match to qualify to be in a qualifier. Mm-hmm. That's fucking stupid. That's redundant. Come on. I, I, <laughs> I don't know why they put that in there. I, maybe to try to put Dark Order over in some way, but why? Especially when you had that weird ending with the Arn Cassidy. Yeah, I'm going to get to that in a minute, too. Um... Chuck Taylor, I've never heard of Chuck Taylor until, like, he was tweeting some bullshit about Ribera Steakhouse. Do you know about that? No. <laughs> okay, I only know about this because Batista brought it up and it trended. Uh, apparently, Chuck was in Japan recently and he went to Ribera Steakhouse. Do you know about the Ribera Steakhouse? No, not at all. Oh, okay. wait, wait that, that's the one with the jackets and stuff? Is that... Yeah, I was going to say, you, you see pictures of wrestlers sometimes and they have, like, this jacket and it looks like a weird like 90s ish 80s ish sports team jacket but it's got like a a a steer on it and it says ribera steakhouse and shit you see there's if you see pictures of wrestlers in japan you've probably seen a few guys wearing that jacket oh i see cm punk and john cena wearing it yeah the tradition is when you go to japan and you go to ribera steakhouse and if they like you they give you a jacket So Chuck went to the Ribera Steakhouse and he didn't get a jacket and he was bitching about it on Twitter. Like he just thought he was entitled to a jacket. He didn't understand that how it worked. Uh, and then Batista just pretty much straight up called him out. And he's like, listen, man, this tradition has been around longer than you've been alive. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, you need to just delete your tweet. And just, just forget about all this, please. It's just, just don't be disrespectful. That's not how it works. Mm-hmm. And then, Chuck fucking deleted it and I guess never brought it up again. That's the only reason I know who this guy is. And then I actually found out that he was the invisible hand grenade guy Jim Cornette bitches about all the time. Oh, God. <laughs> I was like, I don't blame him there because that's fucking retarded. I hate that shit. Mm-hmm. But, like, uh, anyway, Chuck Taylor looks like a backup boys or a Backstreet Boys backup dancer. <laughs> Th- that's what he looks like to me. He's 18 years too late, though, brother. He could have been part of three count WCW if he was born fucking 18 years earlier. Very true. (laughs) um, Let's see. Uh, I don't get the Dark Order thing. It's weird. I don't understand what the deal is with it. Mm. Uh, Their tag finisher looks fucking cool, though. The fatality. Yeah. I'm sure it's called something stupid like Smash Ball or whatever. (laughs) <laughs> but <laughs> Orange Cassidy came out and he does the bullshit where he puts his hands in his pockets and he looks like he doesn't give a fuck about anything because that's, that's the gimmick I guess 
and like you're supposed to ironically be a wrestler, I suppose. And I guess he's, <laughs> I guess he's gonna be part of the best friends in some way. I hope he's just like a manager, not a wrestler. It's really this guy is like his gimmick is like stupid as fuck, and I should every fiber of my being should hate him, but he makes me laugh sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I have like this weird like split reaction with him. It's like I know I should fucking hate this shit because it just makes wrestling look stupid. And I, I cracked up uh, when he went like halfway on the turnbuckle and like put his thumbs up. Like he just does the thumbs up. Yeah, like that makes me laugh. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> he has like such mild reactions to things. But think, and then, but at the same time, you break it down. It's like, well, if you don't give a fuck, why are you here? Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think Tony Khan knows that it's, it's funny, but he's gonna. I I think they're gonna run a storyline where he takes his hands out of his pocket and then he actually. Oh shit! It's on now. He yeah. takes the sunglasses off. You know. Yeah. Okay, so what do you what do you score this match? Uh, I give it a because down the middle, I give it a five out of ten. It's, it's just an okay match. I gave it point, 5.5 out of 10. Yeah, 5.0, by the way. Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. It was it was, it was was fine. There was, I don't think there was anything really wrong with it. It was just, I don't know, the, the, the fucking Dark Order is a weird team, and I don't really get what the deal is with it. Mm-hmm. Um, next match is Ryo versus Hakuru Shida. <laughs> Hikaru Shida. Yeah. Uh, or Hikaru. This was a qualifying match so that the winner of this will face Nyla Rose for the AEW Women's Title Match Eliminator. Uh, before actually you start talking about it, I gotta do a quick bathroom break. I have to pee. I drank this beer. <laughs> okay. So I'll be right Intermission. back. Intermission. Intermission. Be right back. Intermission. Do-do-do-do. Having an intermission, talking about these Japanese girls having a wrestling match. It was pretty good. I thought it was okay. Do 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 do. Taking a piss. Taking a piss. We're back. I'm back. You guys remember Fantasio? You remember Fantasio from like 1995 in WWF? I'm back. <laughs> I was t- I was going to talk to him about Fantasio for a minute. Fantasio. Do you know Fantasio? I do not know. Educate me. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, this is just real quick. So I remember back in the mid nineties when WWF was doing all the stupid like fucking occupational gimmicks. Yes. Like I'm I'm T. L. Hopper, the fucking plumber, and I'm the Duke the Dumpster Drose, I'm the fucking trash man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> there was a guy called Fantasio, and he only came out for one match in WW in WWF. I think supposedly some people were saying he worked a couple like house shows or some shit, but one televised match. And he was a fucking magician, apparently. He came out, he had, like, weird face paint. He looked like a weird, like, clown, kind of. Mm-hmm. 
and he would like pull fucking like a string of rags out of his mouth that didn't seem to end <laughs> like it was like legitimate magic shit and he was just doing all this fucking weird magic bullshit and he i don't know <laughs> that's all i remember about it it was like this guy's actually doing magic <laughs> and then he just disappeared forever <laughs> just like every wrestler in wwf in the 90s they just they were there yes, and Shawn michaels just disappeared forever <laughs> And then reappear <laughs> with no hair. And then Bret Hart disappeared forever. They, they they wish that he would have disappeared forever, but they can't. They can't ignore him. And then he came back, and then he got tackled by a fan. Yeah, um, that other guy was a fucking asshole. <laughs> um, this match. Um, quickly we will talk about it because it did. I thought it was pretty, pretty good that Rio. Uh, I was like, ah, oh, she's so small, but she was so agile. She's very small. Uh, she she impressed me with a lot of moves that she was doing, and apparently she's been wrestling since she was twelve years old. They in Japan and in England, they they start those fucking people early. People mm-hmm. people in England and Japan start wrestling when they're like prepubescent, apparently. <laughs> yeah, and I and I kind of digged it because I was like, oh man, this reminds me of like Tekken. <laughs> this match of just how, yeah. they, how they were dressed yeah like Rio came out and I was like oh she's like a pop idol she's kawaii I get it and then JR's like she's 98 pounds I'm like holy shit <laughs> yeah which by the way it's gonna face a uh, what was it like a 300 pounds Nyla Rose yeah. yeah well we know who's gonna win that match don't we yeah Nyla <laughs> She's gonna win. That's okay. That's fine. She can be their monster heel champion. That's that's fine. Mm-hmm. But I liked I liked Sheeta. I thought she looked cool. Um, yeah, Riho looks. You know, that's. I think she's good for like kids or something. You know, like you know, uh, kind of like Rey Mysterio or something. Her uh, fucking techno song was her J pop. Yeah. She came out, did like oh. the whole peace sign and wearing a skirt kind of thing, and I was like, "Oh, I see where this is going." Yeah, then uh, I think she is a solid wrestler. She wrestles a lot like classic Joshi wrestlers did in the '90s and stuff. Mm-hmm. She's like really good basic stuff. Everything she does just looks good. Uh, what do you think of the look of the women's title? By the way, uh, I think it's fine. You said it looked like an egg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's like it looks okay. It looks slightly different, you know. This is definitely Tony Khan being like, "I love the '80s uh, belts and stuff." Or not the '80s, yeah, but just like old school, old 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 school like titles and stuff. Yeah, and, and I titles think... looked like titles. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's good. But I, I I do like the designs of the the early '90s and stuff of, of like belts and stuff, but. Hey, I'm not I'm not a promoter or anything, and if it makes it where the titles mean something, then I'm gonna go with that. Because I'm not. Gonna... I'm all for. I'm all for making the titles look less like toys. Mm-hmm. Very true. Um. I rate this match. Uh, again, this is like. Down the road for me, it was like okay, so I was like, I gave this a five out of ten. Oh, I gave it a seven point five out of ten. Oh shit, higher than me. I just, th- I just thought it was really good, solid. You know, Japanese women's wrestling. That's that's what happened. 
and this the, the finisher was actually kind of surprising. It was like a it was like a trick pin. I always call those moves trick pins, not just roll ups like surprise roll ups, mm-hmm. but a move where somebody has to like maneuver and get into a position to do like a special pinning combination thing. And like she Riho won with one of those kind of moves. I don't remember what, what what one it was exactly. Usually I'm a lot better about remembering the names of moves. Unlike a lot of people who do commentary these days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh she won with one of those moves and I was like, Oh, okay, great. And then somebody actually had a really bad reaction to losing for once that and she the uh, cheetah like cried. She looked very upset that she lost. <laughs> so that's how the finally Jap- that's how the Japanese do it. I guess. Yeah. Very emotional. Um, one of the big matches. I we're starting to get into like the the good part of the uh, the show, the final three. Yeah. The show picks up here. Yeah. Um, Cody Rhodes or just Cody because Rhodes is uh, trademarked by WWE because they're stupid. Oh my god! I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, versus Sean Spears. Uh, which is uh, formerly Ty Dillinger. Yeah, Mister Ten, Number Ten, Perfect Ten. I like that Cody's a nerd. <laughs> I just think it's weird that DDP was wearing fucking Star Trek. I never thought I'd see DDP wearing a red shirt, yeah. <laughs> or whatever it was. And then MJF is wearing one too, mm-hmm. and he's like the total opposite of a fucking nerd. It looks like. Yeah, and that. that... That's where I got, I get confused. I'm like, uh, is he a heel or is he just doing this because his friend wants him to do it? MJF's moving in for the kill, brother. He's he's positioning himself. Mm-hmm. I hope so. That better be what's going on. And what is what is DDP like? Is he just like Team Nightmare? I'm just like I'm part of Cody's team and I'm just here for moral support kind of deal. Yeah, well, he has, like, a, a, a big history with, like, Dusty and stuff. Like, like Dusty Rhodes gave him his big break in WCW, and he actually, like, believed in him and shit. So, like, if it wasn't for Dusty Rhodes, we might not actually have DDP. Oh, shit. So, like, you know, he feels indebted to his family and stuff. Oh, and I, he probably knew, I think he knew Dustin pretty well, too. I think they were friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Sean Spears, his uh, thing is he's the chairman of AEW because he hit Cody Rhodes with a chair. And that's when he hit the chair to the head and started bleeding. That's how this feud became a thing. Oh, yeah, that, that thing where, like, he hit a guy with a chair and there was blood and then people freaked out about that. Mm-hmm. Still can't get over that reaction, goddamn. Yeah, people were just like, oh, my God, he could have died. I'm like, uh, have you watched wrestling? Have you seen that hardcore match on this show? Those guys could have died multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> Why aren't you pissed about that shit? I don't know. People are stupid. But I, I, yeah. I thought the Cody entrance and, you know, obviously the pyro was f- fucking the dog's, <laughs> like, spirit up. <laughs> the pyro is fucking the dogs. You heard it here. <laughs> it, the, the, he was scaring the shit out of the dog. and The dog, yeah. I, I want to put this out there because people on social media are fucking dumb. Like every other tweet that I saw during that show, I was like, "Is the dog okay? Uh, did, you guys are evil. You guys, I'm telling Peta," and I'm like, "Come on, bro! Like, 
they brought a fucking horse <laughs> for the main event. Um, they're not abusing animals. And no, it was just supposed to be like a thing where it shows like, oh, this is my family, we're here. And then, I mean, the dog just freaked out because of Pyro. This is, is an accident. Settle mm-hmm. down. The dog's going to be okay. Yeah. But uh, Sean Spears' entrance was fucking cool. Just him sitting up <laughs> on the fucking stage and then coming down. Yeah. Uh, the, my only thing about this was with the, these entrances, I, I didn't really like the Cody entrance. Uh, I didn't care it, for it. I, I thought it was weird. That's all I say. I thought it made him look kind of dorky, admittedly. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm I'm a huge dork, but, like, I don't know. I always thought gimmicks were wrestlers or dorks. They just don't, they're, they seem to usually be counterintuitive. But that's, like, the, but that's the thing, um, because you're starting to see what they were doing in indie wrestling, and maybe that will be good for the casual fans, and I get that, but at the same time, the reason why AEW is fucking big is because WWE is pushing the hardcore wrestling fans out because they're just like, fuck you, and all that stuff. Uh, and then AEW is popular because some of the hardcore fans like like the matches of Cody versus Tron Spears and uh, we call it Jericho and Hangman Page. I mean, I won't say the other stuff. <laughs> Like, you know, the Crackle Barrel uh, shit bag of a match. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but oh, it, you're going to get these... Wha- I feel like we're going to get these wacky entrances where uh, next is probably going to be Star Wars with fucking Cody Rhodes and all that stuff. And you're going to have Brandy <clears throat> Rhodes dress up all sexy because that's what she yeah. does. I mean, she is, so why not? Mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, I didn't really, yeah, I didn't really like how they kind of like gimmicked up their entrances, really. Like, well, I, don't, I didn't get why Sean Spears was wearing contacts. I thought that was just kind of strange. Yeah. But, like, I, my whole thought behind this was like, I thought they were pissed at each other. Why are they doing like these silly entrances? Shouldn't they just come out there and be like, come on, you motherfucker, come on, come on, like they're ready to fucking beat the shit out of each other? Mm hmm. Like ran, ran out there and then they start beating the shit out of each other, which is what how it started. He got done doing his bullshit on Turbuckle and just jumped. It was like, oh my god! It started like really cool. Mm-hmm. Cody knows how to fucking. When he was in WWE, I was like, he's a good wrestler. But when he's he broke out of WWE and came the the indie scene and now AEW, dude, he knows how to do a storyline in a match. Like it shows really, really well. He's a uh, yeah. He's good at that in ring storytelling, and <clears throat> he gets it. He gets a lot of aspects of, of wrestling. That and <laughs> that's why it's so weird that he's in this company. And I feel like there's it's full of other people that don't. <laughs> and he obviously does, and I get why he does because of his family. Mm-hmm. Like D- Dusty Rhodes is like one of the the best, you know. And then Dustin is like he's incredible in his own right too. Didn't he always want to get away from you know being? I mean, he respects being a Rhodes, obviously. Yeah. But at the same time, he wants to be his own identity, and he he tried I, he, he tried to do that, and it just didn't work. Yeah, it's like 
well, he was. I feel like he was his own wrestler for a while there. It's just like after Goldust kind of had that short comeback, mm-hmm. and like he was doing really good, you know, like he was having good matches with people and shit. Uh, I guess they wanted to team together, and that was cool. That was like one of the best things they did is when they teamed up. Mm-hmm. But then, like all of a sudden, it was like, I want you to be Stardust, Cody. Yes, this is good shit. You know, like you're just a carbon copy of your brother. Like it's like you're stealing his gimmick. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't really think he wanted to do it. And then after a while, he wanted out of it. And then they just wouldn't do it. And then he was like, "I'm done. I want out of here." Then, because the way he's put it is, like Vince didn't understand that he wasn't his dad and he wasn't Dustin. He wanted to be his own guy. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what that's what it came down to. And then he got out of that, and then he went after the NWA title because his father got it. But well, see, his his gimmick, though, like, his character, like, it's not just all about his family. Mm-hmm. Like, his family's part of him, and you can't, you can't shy away from it, or you shouldn't anyway, with that name. But it's, he's not just, his, he's not a carbon copy of, he's not trying to be Dusty. He's not being Dustin. He's just being Cody. Always wearing a suit, always having a cigar in his mouth, and apparently he's nerdy as fuck. <laughs> well, I don't wear suits, but the rest of that is, like, close to me. <laughs> <laughs> so... And has a hot wife. I don't have that. Gotta get maybe one. someday. Uh, maybe someday. I don't know. We'll see. Um, There was a lot of uh, just fucking brawls happening. Uh, they brawled outside in the crowd and shit. I'm always a sucker for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a lot of. I mean, Cody does a lot of uh, turnbuckle stuff where he does like drop kicks, and then he does a little uh, kicks here and there, and then he does a lot of crossroads. That's the only thing I'll give him a negative about is that I, I feel like his crossroads finisher is not deadly. Not deadly enough. I mean finishing enough oh oh like you mean where it doesn't it doesn't actually finish a match enough yeah it, it, a lot of people kick out of it in, in the first two yeah i i take umbrage with that usually when people when that happens uh like because i was gonna say his finisher looks good it's it, it's a really good looking finisher it's just yeah for whatever reason they want to do that shit where he kicks out mm-hmm. uh, i don't know that's why i feel like he should have a couple more backup moves that look like they could finish somebody too, which I know he's got because he did like that springboard diamond cutter. I was like, Whoa, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that was a good one. He still does the Alabama slam. Yeah. Uh, I think there was a, I think this is the part where uh, either Sean Spears or Cody Rhodes does a a fall away slam. No, Cody did a fall away slam on Sean Spears and, that's when blockbuster I, yeah he said blockbuster and then jr under his breath is like i think that's a fall away slam but okay <laughs> that made me laugh i was like what well, agree with jr brother sorry i've <laughs> never heard i've never heard that referred to as a blockbuster probably read it on wwe 2k19 or something while he's making his character fuck it's not called that either it's I, called fall it's called fall away slam <laughs> <laughs> um Let's see. I liked how Cody was doing good babyface shit when he was brawling in the crowd. Like, he was high-fiving fans and kids and shit. Oh, but yeah. you don't see people do that enough. 
Yeah, there was one part where he came up to a kid, and I thought the kid was just not going to do anything. Because he, he stuck to... his hand out. He's like, "Come on, brother, don't leave me hanging." Yeah, and then he does. <laughs> it. <laughs> and I was like, "There you go, man. Yeah, like people. It's like I, I, I think kids are not used to wrestlers doing that because that, that's part of my complaint is I feel like they don't do it enough anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, remember, like you know, like Bret Hart used to come out and give kids sunglasses, be like, "Yeah, you know," and like. Ray Mysterio still does it. He does the thing where if he sees a kid in the front row and he's got a mask, he like you know fucking headbutts him. He's like, "Come on, brother, we're brothers," and he goes out there. Like yeah. that shit's cool, you know. Hey, wears like five masks. <laughs> 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 Must be hot in that shit, but uh, it's gotta be. I. What do you think of the four horsemen? Uh, fucking scene where the. Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard. I like Tully being in this match, and I like the shit that he was doing. Like, I thought that was good. I, Tully being, like, Sean Spears' manager, I think was a good move. Because mm-hmm. uh, unlike, I guess, how WWE feels about managers, I think managers are great. And I don't think it's that Sean Spears needs a manager because he can't talk or some bullshit. Because uh, I think he can. It's just he needs him to help get him over more. And to be- make him seem like he's more important. And because Tully and uh, Dusty Rhodes have, like, a big rival, like, that made sense because I fucking hate Cody, and I want to get somebody that hates his father. That that was funny. My- yeah, like, that was that was cool that they did that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arn Anderson's Spinebuster, what'd you think of it? <laughs> I, I popped! <laughs> he came out and did it, and I was like, yes! That's fucking awesome! <laughs> The only confusing part I have is, uh, and I get what Tully was doing, but he didn't need to follow him into the back. I, I, thought I guess, was- yeah, it's like he, I guess he was just shell-shocked, like, oh, like he saw his four horsemen, his fucking tag team partner brother come out and fuck up the other guy. That I thought they were bros, you know, I thought we were bros, and he was just fucking flabbergasted, I guess, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. After I saw Arn Anderson, I thought when Tully was gonna go to the back, like you see Ric Flair come out and give him chops. Like I thought, oh, that would have put it over the top. Yeah, I, that would have been pretty <laughs> fucking cool. That would have been crazy. But that that would have took away from the Cody and Spears match, in my opinion, because then people oh, yeah. be talking about yeah, Ric Flair. I agree. Um. I, I really thought Spears was doing really good heel work in this match. Mm-hmm. Like, he was being real fucking disrespectful and cheap and shit. Like, he was spitting on him and f- fucking him up. And, like, it was just good. It was good heel work. Uh, again, with the referee stuff, uh, when he took the belt off of Cody and was going to use it, like, Earl Hebner was like, no, you can't use that. But then he saw Spears with, like, a regular pants belt, and then he, like, allowed it. It was weird. Yeah, they fucked that up. He should have been like, like he obviously hit him. You heard, you know, and then it's like, okay, man, I know referees are deaf, blind, and dumb, mm-hmm. and you can get away with that a little bit, but like he turned around and looked right at him and was like looking at him, and it's like, what's that dangling by your hand there? Like he should have seen it, <laughs> but he acted like he did. he didn't see it or he just didn't acknowledge it. And Hebner always does that too. He's always looking at something, even when he was in the his early days of WWF. Like he watched somebody do a low blow, like literally watch. 
and do nothing. I guess. Fuck it. I guess it's like what you're saying. Referee discretion bullshit. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> he told him once that he decided to do it anyway. He's like, fuck, I guess he's just going to do it anyway. He really wants to hit him with that belt. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I'll let him. <laughs> yeah, so the ring the ring's psychology in this match and the storytelling was just amazing. Um, yeah. Do you agree with Cody winning this? Because I think having Spears win it would have made the storyline longer. <clears throat> but then again, um, then again, we just had an announcement that uh, Jericho and Cody are going to be facing each other for the AEW Championship at Full Gear, which is their next pay per view. Oh, I, I did not know that actually, but um, I I'm okay with it because uh, I think Spears is still going to be fine. I think he's going to get a, a receipt, so to speak. He'll win. He'll beat him back later or fuck him up and cause him to lose, and they'll have a rubber match, potentially, is what I think. And then I think he could beat him there, maybe. And if if not, he beats somebody else. Maybe he fucks up Kenny Omega. I'd, I'd like to see that. <laughs> just, <laughs> I don't know. Just hits him with a chair and makes him bleed. Yeah, he's the chairman now. Edge and Christian retired. We need a new chairman. <laughs> Uh, anything else you want to bring up about this match? Um, nope. That, that we pretty much touched all the spots. All right, I give this match an eight point five out of ten. Eight point twenty-five out of ten. Oh, slightly oh. lower. Slightly lower. Yep. All right. Uh, this match that we're going to be talking about should have been the first match. Uh. <clears throat> Lucha Bros versus the Young Bucks, and this is for the Triple A tag tag title ladder match. Uh, Right off the bat, what I want to say is I get why they use the Triple A tag title to make it, like, meaningful, I guess, for the feud. Because, like, oh, you know, getting a title means something. But you're going to confuse a lot of people with having different titles in the promotion i think the triple a tag title should have never been in this at all um yeah i didn't really think about it like that but you got a point uh it's kind of like how i was complaining about how like well it's dumb if referees call something out in one match and then they don't in the other it's going to confuse people <laughs> i mean the <laughs> The only thing I could see happening is if they're allowing a lot of other indie promotions to cross uh, promote cross promote their belts within the company. So, like for example, NWA uh, <clears throat> could bring their title, their heavyweight championship, in one of the promotions of AEW, and that could be fought for because it's such a, a prestigious title. But yeah, I, I, don't know. I, don't know. I think that's what they're going for. I think they're they're trying to foster some cross promotion stuff. Like, I don't think it's going to work with New Japan. I think they're they're kind of like fucking. There's a wedge there. Oh, they're pissed off. They're, they're, yeah, they're pissed off that they lost Kenny Omega because when he was a free agent, um, they're like, oh, we're just going to sign him, and then like, he's like, no, nah, I'm going to AEW. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. Like I yeah, I could see them trying to work with more with NWA and uh, maybe I don't really know if they'll work with Ring of Honor, but AAA. I've kind of heard some stuff that made me 
leads me to believe that they're going to have kind of a relationship with AAA. Mm-hmm. So I maybe expect to see more of that, possibly. I don't know. Yeah. It's just speculation. I'm not going to say, like, I'm Dave Meltzer and then say, I don't know. <laughs> and then just tell you, oh, I was right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But, uh... No, things change. <laughs> Uh, I'm real impressed with Pentagon Jr. and Ray, fin- Ray Phoenix. I'm not a big fan of luch- luchador wrestlers at all. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah, so, like, when I see a Ray, Ray, Ray Mysterio match, I'm like, just like how I said before, the when you see one Young Buck match, you've seen them all. That's how I thought of uh, Ray Mysterio. And I get it, he does have some good matches, and I do agree they are good matches, but majority of his matches are very cookie-cutter. And that's what I think with a lot no, with a lot of luchador matches. I agree with you there to an extent because I like Rey Mysterio, but he had some periods in his uh, WWE career where he was probably coasting. Mm-hmm. He was ha- I remember there was a period of time. I think it was the last time that he left from before. Uh, like I was bored with a lot of his matches actually. Mm-hmm. Like they weren't they weren't like how they were when he first came to the company. Probably because he had bad knees. <laughs> yeah, I think I think physically he was feeling kind of wore down. I think right now he's in better shape than what he was, and it shows because a lot of the matches he's had WWE lately have been good. And they've mm-hmm. all been different. Um, yeah, but I'm really impressed, dude. Their moves that they do in this fucking match are insane. <laughs> Uh, Matt Jackson. Yeah, I, re- I really like Pentagon, man. He, I think he's fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Jackson and Nick Jackson, they're, they they pull off some great moves, and they know how to sell uh, sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> when they choose to sell? Yeah. Because, dude, did you see when fucking Nick J- I I don't know which brother. The, the, uh, the taller brother. When he went through the table, and it looked like his head hit the other table. And that was Nick. The way I figured out who's who is Matt has the darker hair. Nick is the lighter hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I saw that. He fucking botched and then was like, he sliced his hand open. I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. It, I, I, oh my God. I was like, oh, is he okay? Did he die? <laughs> I thought, yeah, I thought it was going to be much worse than what I saw. I was like, oh my God. He wasn't supposed to go through like that. Like his. His feet caught the top rope when he was falling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it caused him to go head first through that fucking table, it looked like. Ugh. Uh, I get what they were trying to do, uh, because Lucha Brothers and, you know, Young Bucks are brothers, so, like, they were trying to show each other off in a way, and they, they looked at each other like, I'm gonna do a fucking pile driver to your brother and he's like i'm gonna do the same thing to your brother and i'm like this is weird i hated that i thought that was fucking stupid because mm-hmm. i was like there like, you go ahead oh okay i was just gonna say like uh, uh, they, they, they've done competing spots like that too and like ladder matches set up like that you know mm-hmm. but it was never dumb shit like your brother's on the table. Your brother's on the table. They look at each other and then just fuck it. Let's put, we're just going to put them both through the table anyway. No, shouldn't you like try to prevent your brother from being hurt? Mm-hmm. Like that's retarded. Like, 
<laughs> doesn't make any fucking sense. And they did that. Here's the thing that bothers me about it, though. They did it once. They did it twice. They did it three different fucking times. They did that same kind of spot. Yeah, and they and they also did a fucking spot where uh, they did another Canadian destroyer on top of uh, on the side of the apron. I was like, "Ow, what the fuck, dude!" Yeah, and then they they did the Canadian. Th- this bothered me too. They did that Canadian destroyer off the ladder through the table in the ring. Mm-hmm. Pentagon hit that one, and I was like, "He's dead." Like, I actually, I think I said they should both be out after that that move, like just done. Like in WWE, that would have, like back when they used to run matches like that, that would have been a spot where, like, okay, both those guys are out of the match. I mean, like, <laughs> eventually they they do get to that point where you're just like, oh, he's. I, I think pretty much when Nick Jackson went through the table, and then obviously they got rid of Matt Jackson, uh, is a part where I was like, oh, they're finally dead, well, quote unquote dead and tired and all that stuff. But, yeah, but. I don't know. I think ju- being dr- pal driven from like 20 feet in the air through a table into the mat, I think should end it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not, Oh fuck. I fell and then fell through the table outside. It, uh. <laughs> and this is uh, the first match you saw with the young bucks and Lucha brothers, right? Uh, Yes, like I saw a little bit of Phoenix when I watched so, just a little bit of Lucha Underground, and mm-hmm. uh, I think Pentagon as well. Like, but I don't remember anything about him. But Young Bucks, I like okay. Like when I watched Kenny Omega, this is the first time I saw a Kenny Omega match. It was on this show, and the Bucks was the same thing. And it's like uh, I've heard so much shit about them, good, good and bad. It's the same thing, and. It, they actually kind of impressed me in this match. I thought, like, you know, they didn't really do anything dumb. It's just they didn't sell enough. And then if they planned their match, they planned it kind of poorly with some of these spots. Mm-hmm. In terms of making sense, going back to what I was talking about. Uh, but then you kind of tell me all their matches are like this. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, and I was going to bring up <laughs> is that the last three uh, matches they had, they always started off with the fucking taunting. And like, Cero, Cero, whatever he, they fucking say, where it's like, no fear. I think that's what their Spanish saying is. They something. make that little three thing, like the, the okay sign, but they turn it upside down. It's kind of like, looks like what they're doing. Yeah, and I was like, okay, like, I get it. You've done it like a thousand times. And they all been ladder matches. And I'm like, can you wrestle without a ladder? And all of this crazy shit because I want to see Ooh. how you work. Because I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. And another thing about the Young Bucks is that you're all going to get these flippy, jumpy stuff. And I mean, obviously, Lucha Bros aren't going to do that because they're luchadors and that makes sense. But Young Bucks should not be, you know, jumpy. <laughs> But they are. I mean, that's their super kick party, where they just Ugh. they just super kick everybody and just shames HBK. Super kick's dead. It's fucking shot. Mm-hmm. Too many people use it as a transitional move now. It's just something you throw out to get like a oh, you know. It's like what happened to the DDT. The same thing. DDT used to be like oh fuck he's done and yeah nobody ever really kicked out of it, but. 
now it's like some people just throw one out once in a while i think it's starting to recover it's it's fucking the ability as a finisher again but super kick is now taking the place of the det back back in the 90s and the early 2000s people used to det the fuck out of each other they wouldn't finish a match <laughs> now it's the super kick people are, you got young bucks super kick super kick super duper kick the fucking Usos are super guilty of that too, and nobody ever gives them shit about that, which I think is funny. <laughs> <laughs> They're really bad about it. They might be as bad as Young Bucks. Dolph Ziggler's always kind of had it. Is like he's actually finished people once in a blue moon with it. So I can't really bitch about him. Yeah. One thing I really liked is when Matt Jackson pulled the mask off of uh, who was it again? Uh, Pentagon. Yeah, that was like oh fuck! Like it just came out of nowhere. Yeah, and I, I thought that was a that, good spot. I thought that was really heelish, sort of say. Yeah, that was real dickish. Actually, like I was like, "Well, what a dick!" Like it actually got that elicited that reaction from me. And then there, there's Excalibur wearing a fucking mask and be like, "That's so disrespectful to the Luchador." I was like, "Shut up! You're not a Luchador. You're fucking Excalibur. <laughs> <laughs> fucking pretender. That's cultural appropriation. You fuck." Yeah, but overall. I thought it was a really, it was fun to see all the flippy doos and all that. <laughs> flippy doos. Yeah. That's what we're calling those now. <laughs> and the winner, oh god, I almost forgot about this. Uh, the winner of the match was the Lucha Bros, but then after that, uh, mystery masked men attacked everybody. Some guys come out to rob a bank. I thought, <laughs> <laughs> but it they was, didn't rob a bank. It was a. Team champions, uh, oh no, I mean LAX, Santa and Ortiz, Santana and uh, Santa. <laughs> Santa and Ortiz. <laughs> yeah. They were Impact Wrestling Mexi- World Tech Champions, and now they're AEW, so. Is that the old LAX? Is it the same guys? I think so. I, I don't know. I I remember, I remember LAX when Conan was in it back in like the mid-2000s, and it was like, Conan, Homicide, and uh, I can't remember the third guy's name now. Oh, uh, fuck. I just remember Conan. <laughs> Damn, I used to remember that dude's name, and I can't anymore. I do remember Homicide, though, because it's like the guy calls himself fucking Homicide. Like, that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I I didn't really care for it. I didn't pop for it. The crowd did pop for it. Uh, maybe I need to see the matches to be like, oh, this is fucking awesome, but I just was like, oh, okay, cool. I thought it would be somebody bigger that that, that they would choose or something. I don't know. The Revival? <laughs> would have been amazing. <laughs> that would have been fucking crazy if that happened. Um, I give this match a 7 out of 10. 7.0 out of 10. I, I gave it an 8.0 out of 10. Ooh, higher than me. Because it was, it was good, except for, like, some of those things I was complaining about, like the, the selling, the inconsistent selling, the, the spots that didn't make sense to me, really. Mm-hmm. But other, all that aside, it reminded me a lot of the fucking Crash TV ladder matches in the late 90s and the early 2000s. There we go. It wasn't as good as those... Unlike what Dave Meltzer apparently thinks. <laughs> but whatever. 
Well, it wasn't as trashy as the Red Lobster all-you-can-eat shrimp food poisoning shit bag of a Cracker Barrel uh, clash match. Oh, oh no! Like no, like the thing in this match was a lot. There's clearly talent going on in that ring, mm-hmm. and nobody did anything that was egregiously offensive or stupid. Really, it was just like it was just shit to complain about with psychology and just like. Like, goddamn, why are you guys doing this here? Why did the match not end there? Like, that kind of thing. True. Um, moving on to the main event. Uh, Chris Jericho versus Hangman Man uh, Adam Page. <laughs> Hangman Man Adam Page. <laughs> As you can tell, I'm getting a little tired. Because we did <laughs> we did podcasts uh, after podcasts. Um. But I love talking about wrestling. Wrestling is cool. Amazing. Yeah. Um, entrances were... Uh, Hangman Page... I thought it was interesting that he came out on a horse. But That was uh, cool. It was a really small arena for a horse. Uh, <laughs> the poor horse could just walk forward a the, little bit. The whole time <laughs> I was waiting for him, to, the horse, to freak out and just start fucking kicking everybody. Must have been like a police horse or some shit. Probably. Uh, Chris There's Jer- still places that do, do that. <laughs> uh, Chris Jericho, obviously, he's always wacky with his shit. Like, makeup on his face, uh, the fedora, and a spiky fucking jacket. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, he's like a fedora and a scarf. His jacket looks like he's like fucking the pinhead or some shit from Hellraiser or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, I... I was like, oh, he's using his own music. That's that's smart because that, that, I didn't really write this down, but I said like, man, AEW needs to get somebody to make better music for everybody. Everybody's gonna have <laughs> like Fozzy really, music. <laughs> everybody has like really generic music, and it's like kind of like weak. They need to fucking they need to well, they need to hire that fucking dude. Um, oh man, the guy that used to do the music for WWF, and they fucking fired him recently. The uh, J something FO or something. I think it's Jim Johnston. Yeah, yeah. They just let him go because, like, they well, they didn't want him to make music anymore. Like, they just like just stay here. Vince just wanted to pay him forever, I guess. <laughs> like, and he's like, no, I want to make music. And he's like, well, I don't want to use your music anymore. And he's like, well, then fire me. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally what happened. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, this match was for is for the first ever AEW World Title. And, um, that's right. Uh, what I really like about Adam Page is when he does that flip over the rope and does like a clothesline lariat kind of thing. Buckshot lariat. That's yeah. what it's called, which is a cool name. Yeah, he, dude, he flips over that and somehow he still sees where like Jericho is and does the clothesline. Like he, he executes it perfectly every time. Yeah, it's cool. I like his uh, dead eye finisher. That's a fucking cool finisher. Mm-hmm. He's a, he's a. I didn't think of him as this in New Japan because they made him the comedy person in New Japan and some of the indie uh, shows that he did. Really? Uh, he was still, you know, doing good in wrestling, but like they never looked at him as like a big star at all. AEW is like the first time they like made him super serious, like a super face kind of a wrestler. Because 
Because, yeah, I was going to say, like, okay, that's interesting that you say that, because, like, I was going to talk about, like, the little opening promo they had for the match. Mm-hmm. You know, showing both of them talking and shit. There's, like, that spot where Adam Page was getting pissed, and he's cutting the promo, and he pulled his stitches out of his head and was like, I, I don't want this to heal up. I want to fucking remember. So now I'm going to whip your ass. It reminded me of, like, a real old school promo. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, this guy, I like this dude. He's fucking cool. He reminds me of, like, when wrestling was, like, fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, that was a good promo. And to kind of give you a scope of what I mean by comedy is that in All In, before AEW uh, became a thing, I guess, uh, he had a mini feud, comedy feud with Joey Ryan, uh, the dick wrestler. Oh, God. Fuck. <laughs> so apparently... The storyline with that was Adam Page killed him in his hotel room, and what? Yeah, it's comedy. Um, he killed him like in the storyline. He murdered him. Yeah. And okay. <laughs> like his wife was like asking him where he is, and somehow his cowboy boots were talking to him, saying like, you know, when you're guilty of you know, killing something and it's, like, haunting you. Like, well, the, his cowboy boots were, like, talking to him. Be like, oh, you killed Joey Ryan. They're gonna find what out. The fuck? Yeah, and then... <laughs> in, in All In, like, uh, Paige was there. And I, he was doing some type of Cracker Barrel match <laughs> that they God had. Damn it. <laughs> uh, but then all of a sudden... St- something, that, you know, like the minions for Undertaker... When they come out, the druids and all that stuff. Yeah, the druids. Yeah. So, there was penis druids um, that came out. (laughs) What? What? And then Joey Ryan came back to life to do the dick move. And that's it. Oh, Oh, God. That's fucking retarded. Yeah, so he went from that to what he is now. And I'm really impressed that he did that. So... Good. Good for him. Cause fuck. Mm-hmm. Jericho <laughs> Jericho's gimmick in this match was uh the, the reason why EW is where it's at is because of him and he wants a thank you. <laughs> I like that. It's yeah. it's simple, but he's like he's doing it for all it's worth. Uh, he also came off like oh he's like that fucking crazed veteran who's like, you know, I got to do this. Fuck. If I don't, I'm fucked. Who's going to pay? Who's going to care about me anymore? Mm-hmm. I like that too. And then he did that promo at fighter fest where he's like, I still have my blood on your, uh, your blood on my hands. And then he, like, he wiped it on his like chest or face or something like that. I thought that was really cool. They, they had a good yeah. video package. I thought the video package was, was good. Yep. It was good. That's one thing I want to bring up about AEW. Not a lot of video packages, which I thought was weird. They had one for that. What? You remember the video package they had for that? I guess this is a new wrestler they're going to have, but it was like really fucking weird. It was shot like a movie. And he like, he was, this guy was walking around with a woman or something. And then like these three fuckers came up to him and was like, they were going to accost him Mm -hmm. or like, Try to like I don't know attack his woman or something, and then he just took his shirt off and beat the shit out of him. <laughs> that was weird. That was like a really weird fucking package to try to hype up a wrestler. Yeah, it's it's really weird on how they're doing it so far. I'm I'm saving my judgment until like 
three months of TV has passed, and they they have like a couple of pay per views under their belts. So, yeah, I'm not really like saying this shit, trying to write them off or anything. It's just stuff I notice. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It is all because, like, I'm like you. I think it's not fair still because they're still trying to, you know, find their footing on things. And TV will be really telling. Like, yeah, like at the when the year ends, like in December, we'll be. I think we'll have a good feel for how things are going to be. Mm-hmm. Um. It- how long did this match go, by the way? Uh, hang on. Let me see if I still got that up. 26 minutes. Damn. Didn't feel like 26. It felt like 15 minutes, that match. Why? This gets into, like, how some of these matches are structured. You know, how they build them, how they plan them out, or how they're called. Because mm-hmm. this, this match played out like an old-school style, just main event kind of match. It's just, it has a veteran guy who came up, you know, <clears throat> in a more traditional wrestling environment. And then you have Adam Page, who's a guy, he's a younger guy, and he come, came up in the bullshit indie stuff. But he's not a bullshit indie wrestler, apparently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, Jericho, since his last tenure with the WWE, um, he... He's starting to get into like a groove where he's doing these same moves, and I understand he's getting older, so he's not going to be like agile to the point of doing all these other moves. But he does yeah. the, he does the moon he does the code breaker, he does like uh, simple suplexes and all that stuff. Uh, he does drop a, kicks. Yeah, he does a lot of ring psychology, which that's smart. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, I, which I really like, by the way. I think he does it. Yeah. He executes it really well to the point where he puts the other person over because he's pissing them off. Yeah, it's like uh, we talked about this a little bit before the show, but it was just like you know he's he he's forty eight now. Mm-hmm. We can't ex- we can't expect him to wrestle like how he did when he was like thirty two or something. As well as a Jericho in that match, that lion tamer, fucking brutal on how he was sitting on fucking page yeah and then like I, I, he went for a lion salt but it got countered you know like honestly the only thing i don't really like about what Jericho's doing is now is how he's trying to put over that new finisher he's got i don't like that move for a finisher i don't like the name i don't like fucking judas effect that's stupid i mean it's that i i don't mind the name i just don't like the move itself it's just it's a running back elbow Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, and I I said some stuff about how like we you know in a fight knees and elbows will actually fuck you up. But it's just that the problem with this here is in wrestling, and there's been so many years of it now. Is like, when have you ever seen anybody finish somebody with an elbow? Mm-hmm. Now, unless it's off of a top rope, you're driving it to somebody's heart. Especially, especially <laughs> when you have Kenny Omega's doing like twenty V triggers, and it's not putting people away. Yeah, to me, that just says Kenny Omega really sucks at knee strikes and he should quit. <laughs> <laughs> not not keep doing them. But, like, see, dude, Chris Jericho, an old man, can do, like, a running elbow and knock a guy out who's half his age. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, you know, but, like, I'm just, like, I'll oh, just keep doing the code breaker, man. Like, don't, don't do that. Like, if you want to try to get it over as a transitional move, that's cool. But I don't think it's good for a finish. Wait, did Jericho win this clean, or did he get a dirty finish? I don't remember. Nope. 
he won clean. They went through like a counter sequence where they were countering each other. And then like out of nowhere, Jericho just jumped up and did the Judas effect thing and he pinned him. Interesting that they would do a clean Jericho. I mean, I guess because it's Jericho. I think that's part of the reason why people got pissed that he won. Besides them being like, oh, he's old. This is like WWE, the the, the part-timer, Jericho. I guarantee you if they would have put the belt on page, it would just not mean anything. At least Jericho, <clears throat> even though he's not what he used to be at full fight, he's still a good wrestler. He still could do promos. He still could put people over. So He's the most over guy they have. It was the only By option. like, yeah, it's the only realistic option. Like, why Why if you were like a new wrestling company that started up and you hired a guy like him, why would you not put the title on him? Mm-hmm. Just temporary. It's not going to be on him forever. Like, relax. <laughs> yeah, I mean, since, you, since I told you what, you know, the next match is going to be for Jericho, would you put the belt on Cody right away, or would you give Jericho a pretty decent run for a while? No, I think he needs a run for at least a few months. Like, maybe into next year. Like, if they're planning on trying to do, like, try to schedule their last event of the year to be kind of like Starcade. Remember how Starcade would always happen in, like, December? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, if they're going to do something like that, then Jericho needs to lose there. Uh, but if not, and they're going to go into next year, and there's going to be a big event early next year, he should probably lose there. Mm-hmm. But for the next few months on TV and stuff, he needs to be champion. I agree. Um, I don't know what else to say about this match. Uh, I really liked it. Uh, I, I give this a 9.0 out of 10. Oh! Mm-hmm. I, uh... Let's see, I'm trying to see if I got a few things. I thought there was a missed opportunity to where when they were both walking out, do you remember how they had the championship and the glass case and everything? Yeah. I thought it was weird that neither of them had like a shot where they were like looking at it. Like I'm going to fucking have this. This is mine. You know, like it would be in a video package later. Yeah. I think the product, again, the production needs a little work where they're, they're missing points where they're making, they should make things important. Yeah. But, uh, uh what else? What else do we got? All that spot where, like, Adam Page did that fucking shooting star press mm-hmm. off the apron, and then Jericho countered it with a code breaker. Yeah, that was that funny. was that was fucking crazy. <laughs> I didn't realize what happened at first because it was so fast. I thought that he fucked up mm-hmm. at first, and then I saw he was holding his jaw and everything, and I was like, "Oh, did he counter that? That's crazy!" Like I didn't expect it at all. Yeah, it looked Jericho little- bled. He he also bled. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. See, I've watched it a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I just watched it, like, a few days ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was really cool. Some people bitch about that now because they're so used to WWE having no blood. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's it's weird. We've gotten in the opposite direction to where, like, you know, all the ECW stuff and everything kind of desensitized everybody to, like, all the weapons. Mm-hmm. And, like, I feel like we're getting ready to... We're kind of coming back to where weapons, when people get hit, at least on WWE TV, it's, like, it actually means something. Yeah. But bleeding is just... It's got to the point to where it's like, oh, 
oh my god, he, he's bleeding. Like, fuck, this is barbaric. Like, in it, like they mean it in a bad way. Mm-hmm. It's just like, man, it's just he just he he nicked himself with a razor. Settle down. It, he'll be fine. I do that every time I have to shave. <laughs> like, <laughs> but not like that. But uh, I thought bleeding, yeah, it made it, it ratcheted up the tension and shit. You know, I'm not like one of those fucking insane people that thinks wrestlers need to bleed all the time though mm-hmm. uh, that's kind of it yeah that's that's all my thoughts i give it a 7.75 out of 10 man we've been like polar op- opposites on most of the ratings <laughs> i mean it's it was good it was close to great my thing was is uh it felt like uh somewhere in that match the pacing got kind of off for me it 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 didn't keep up when it could, should have maybe mm-hmm. and that was it. I think, I think the other thing was, is uh, I don't, I don't like Jericho's finish. And I thought that ending was kind of abrupt, like too abrupt. Mm-hmm. I thought there might've should have been a little bit more back and forth, maybe another couple minutes. Yeah. I don't know. I, I thought it was okay. I, I, it was one of my favorite matches of the night. It was that, and then it was uh, Cody versus Spears, and then it was uh, SCU versus uh, the the Jurassic Fucks. <laughs> Jurassic Fucks. Cody and Spears, to me, was the best match. That was the best match. Mm-hmm. Well, it had good storytelling. I, the last two had good story. I'm not, not the last two. Well, Cody and Spears and uh, Jericho and Paige both had good storyline matches. Here, here we go. Did you give an overall score to the show? I did. I gave it a seven point five out of ten. I gave it a six point five out of ten. Yeah, I mean, uh-huh. pretty close. Close, yeah. It was. It was pretty good. It was a pretty good show. There's too much inconsistency, like with their. I'm gonna get into that too. Is like where they need to figure out what kind of tone they're gonna have for their product. I don't think they can move forward with this. It's a wrestling buffet thing. Because mm-hmm. it's going to just, it's going to turn people off. Yeah, because uh, Double or Nothing was great. I think that's their best pay per view so far. Uh, Fighter Fest was a little bit uh, kind of under Double or Nothing, but then all out, I just felt like half and half. That's why I gave it a 7.5. The only reason why I gave it like a 7.5 is because of the last three matches. Like that, that's what brought it up to that point. <clears throat> yeah, those last three matches saved the show really for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I, I think we're going to end this podcast because it's like three hours. <laughs> the fucking podcast was as long as the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we're gonna try to do this like monthly guys uh where we watch pay-per-views it could be a new one uh or it could be an old one who knows and maybe we'll do some like special uh shows where we do you know creative stuff with wrestling but uh yeah make sure to watch our or listen to our podcast on novnetwork.podbean.com or also search on Twitch and Mixer if you search Nerd Review 
And on Spotify and iTunes, if you search Nerdview Network, we're on there. We have Getting Some Color, we have Big Trouble Podcast, Escape Room Side Quest, and The Nemesis Project. But uh, until next time, everybody, uh, what should be a sign-off for us? <laughs> um, Have a little bit of the bubbly! There you go. <laughs> there you go. Your Le Champion has found his title and everything is, is fine again. He's in his palatial estate and everything is good. Yep. So until next time, everybody, have a little bit of bubbly. <laughs> a little bit of the bubbly. Later. <laughs>